go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussing, and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. say we try to start this week again, this time with everything working, and me sitting on neither a bucket nor a box. How's that sound? I, I, I don't know about you, but it, it, it personally resonates with me. It does. It really, really does. Um, this is, of course, the horn. Head on dot live. It's where you'll find us on the internet. It is, of course, the 10th day of January, 2023. I'm Robin, and uh, yesterday was a hot mess. Sure was. Um, and so I'm just going to try to do a reset. Among other things, I did get, I, I got, you know, 45 minutes of a pro, 50 minutes of a program in yesterday. But in the uh, in the in the in the hubbub and the foo fraw of getting the box with the chair in it set up for me to sit on prior to the broadcast, well, I forgot to hit record again. That one's definitely on me, blonde. Um, but I thought, I thought I'd get you caught up on exactly how yesterday it came to be. And then, thank you. Thank you so very much uh, for your kind concern. I was, mm, I was a little upset when I closed the program yesterday. And it's just as well I did close it because it wouldn't have been recorded and I would have felt stupid because I still feel stupid because I didn't even manage to put up those uh, 45 minutes worth of program. Um. Yeah. Uh, 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 hi, Lee in New York. Starting this week again, Diamond or Silk would want to do that. I don't care which. Uh, if you haven't heard the news, um, noted uh, anti-vaxxer Diamond or Silk, whom we used to refer to as paste and polyester. Uh, well, one of them, uh, and of course they were, they were fabulous, absolutely fabulous. Uh, COVID deniers. Well, one of them, and I don't know which, I, I recently claimed her Herman Cain Award. Oopsie. But anyway, what happened yesterday? Wow, is this dumb. 
So yesterday I went over and broke down. Actually, I got a better deal at Staples than I would have at Amazon. Chair's not pink, but it's still nice. Um, yes, yes, color matters, but I'll live with it. And uh, I didn't get get it home in time to put it together. So but we've been talking a little bit about my changing health status, namely my diabeticness, which I just kind of have to own. I beat it back once. Got my A1C down in the down in the you know low low sixes, high fives, and then started acting like I could eat anything I wanted to, and did. And then I got the incredibly sobering news last week that uh, I had a, a stunningly high A1C number that was significantly of concern for a woman my age, and. That threw me into a bit of a funk, and I felt like I was probably never going to enjoy food again. Oh, I can be a pissy little bitch when I want to be, but I'm all better now. I mean, I'm not all better, but my attitude is. And so the last, uh, you know, for the last two days, I've seen my blood glucose numbers drop down to something at least in the same area code as reasonable. And I'm, I feel, I feel, I feel better. I feel good. So anyway, um, I got in here, and and by the way, the doc, in order to combat my elevated A1C, the doc upped my dosage of metformin, which famously can, let's just say, uh, mess with one's insides. And so long about, and I'm going to stay out of the TMI uh, uh, range here, and I know at, at, at least with what this, what I'm talking about, at least I'm not talking about the football game last night, which will provide considerable comfort to uh, Joy in Ann Arbor. That poor woman, oh, she suffered. She suffered, and I suffered right along with her because I was rooting for TCU. Um, you know, I think Georgia just scored again. Never mind. Uh, just kidding, Joy. Just kidding. Um, but metformin can make for some intestinal discomfort. And such being the case, I, uh, well, I, I paused the program at around 45, 50 minutes after the hour, almost to the end of the first hour of the program yesterday, and toddled off into the mansion to... Uh, Go to the little broadcaster's room. Jesus, Robin, really? The little broadcaster's room? And while I was doing that, my my son, thinking he was helping me, came in here, and I've, I didn't know you could unbox a brand new um, chair, computer chair, in minutes, you know, like two of them. So I came in here, saw the parts of my chair. He was going to slap it all together and get it built for me. And didn't know what was going on. Uh, and I came in here and saw the insides of the box basically scattered all over the floor. Hi, Nat. Say hi. Hi, Nat. 
Uh, you be nice. I did. I was nice. You told me to say hi, Ned, and I said hi, Ned. Okay. <laughs> hi, everybody. And, and I was just sort of absolutely flustered and flummoxed and, and beside myself and upset, really upset. And so, because there was nothing to, you know, to, and it was, you know, the, the, even the bucket was gone. And so that's where the program went yesterday. It wasn't quite a conniption or a hissy, just a deep sense of, well, isn't this just freaking great? But again, yay, chair. Yay, works, does everything. I put it together, well, actually, I put it together in the time that uh, I should have been on air yesterday evening. So hopefully we will have no more interruptions along those lines. I was really tickled with the deal I got at Staples. I got I got a $30 gift certificate to spend between now and the 28th. And just walk in and hand it to them and, boom, get $30 worth of something for free. Um and the sucker came with a three-year warranty, and I can trade this thing in at the end of two years and just get a new chair. So that's nice. And I got it for basically the same money that I would have spent with Amazon. So on, on balance, except for the pink part, it was a great deal. But thank you so much for the, to those of you who reached out with, with concern. I... It's been a, it's been a rough it's been a rough few days on a number of fronts, but now here we are. It's Tuesday. It is the tenth day of January two thousand twenty three, and we will uh, we'll, we'll get this week started in proper fashion. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, for letting me know the packets are passing and the stream is streaming. Uh, Brother Deacon Asa and I have an exchange. You know, let, he lets me know that the stream's going, and he, says, and he said, "Steam," and I said, "Is water in a gaseous state?" He responded, "Smartass," and then he said, "That's how I had the Holy Trinity explained to me recently. Think of water in different states: states, ice, liquid, or steam. They're all water." The Holy Trinity is the same. God in three different presentations, but still God. True story. Uh, yeah, I, I like the mathematical version where one plus one plus one equals one. That seems to express it a little bit better. And yeah, Scott and Scott and San Diego is uh, identifying it. the metformin trots. Yep, it's a thing. And it hadn't been for a while, but wow. Um, well, other broadcasters probably don't talk about things like this, and that's probably why they're... Ne well, never mind. I'm just glad you're here. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to all of you. Um, and, um, of course, this program is... Uh, this program's live, 5 to 8 p.m., every Monday through Friday, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific. Whatever time it is where you're listening to the podcast and thank you for listening to the podcast wherever and whenever you do. Since I mentioned Brother Deacon Asa, I'll go ahead and say pretty please um, like it wherever you're listening to it, like it, subscribe to it. Um, 
Tell your friends and neighbors about it. Maybe share it on social media as one of the most unique broadcast experiences, broadcast communities in the entire doggone country because it is. And one of the longest standing progressive broadcasts in the country because it is, um, you know, coming up on it on our uh, my 20th anniversary of returning to the air, which is later this year, in the spring. Uh, and uh, above all, because it makes Brother Deacon Asa so happy, uh, leave some commentary on whatever platform, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, um, Spotify, you know, we're all over the place. Leave some commentary so that, uh, so that the machines can know that we exist, you know, those strange little algorithms out in the matrix. And, of course, even though uh, we're 15 minutes into the program, every, every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. I want to say thank you to an anonymous contributor who kindly did a, have a show on me yesterday so that um, we wouldn't be hopelessly screwed up because of my hopeless screw-up. Thank you so much. And thanks as well to our 10th uh, uh, day of the month. Uh, subscribers. Thank you to Paul from Parts Unknown. Thank you to Joe, our buddy Joe Vecchio. Thank you, Daniel. Um, and uh, thank you, Daryl, so much. Thank you so much for that. Ten bucks a month all at one time. Thank you, Daryl. I really appreciate it. We all do. Daryl in Houston. It makes a tremendous difference. It really, really does. Um, so the fundraising goal is uh, 480. 480 to come current with right here, right now. Last week is fully funded. Yay. And uh, so here we are. Thank you. Thank you so very much. If you'd like to be a subscriber, it's easy. Just go over to uh, go over to headon.live. The PayPal, you know, just make it a recurring ten dollar, you know, whatever. And, you know, that's somewhere, uh, somewhere, uh, somewhere slightly south of um, a half a stick of Wrigley's spearmint chewing gum per day by my calculations. Cheap. And of course, uh, the, the, the gang's all hail, hail, the gang's all here. Um, thank you so much. That's really sweet, Theo. I appreciate that. Hey, Robin, stop knocking yourself. You hear you carry a ghastly load with astonishing good grace and capability. We all get that, okay? Thank you. That's really kind, and I appreciate you saying so. Thank you. Um... Theo's there in the chat room. Also, Anatole and Irish Dave and Rick in Europe and Squeaky and Capably Moderated, the whole group by uh, longtime inveterate, indefatigable veteran chat, chat room moderator. Sparky, uh, who is joined by Horn Chief Agronomist and Mathematician um, Roger in Oregon. So now I guess we will get, now that, I, now that I've explained myself, uh, and I hope that's sufficient. Um, 
Yes, the anonymous have a show on me contributor deserves a cowbell. You're, of course that person does. Thank you for the reminder, Lee. Good call. Uh, Scott in San Diego. <laughs> oh, my God, we're going to go down the Trinity Trail. I like the egg analogy. Yolk, white, and shell. <laughs> we'll just leave that be. Uh, who on earth? Stand by. Well, it seemed like it was a little bit early for somebody to be jumping in to go on hold on the uh, uh, on the stress line, but I don't like to not answer when someone calls the stress line. So, well, you'll you'll have that. Uh, oh well. Like I said, now we can get the program underway. Uh. Well, okay, let's start this off with a challenge. Thank you, thank you, Matt in San Francisco. And my thoughts, have, my thoughts have been, as I said, uh, I think Friday, my thoughts have been out y'all's way. It's bad and getting worse out there. Um, and having been through some crap like that, you have my complete sympathy and hopes for quick, uh, quick remediation of the damage being caused by these bomb cyclones. Uh, the $25 kick the bucket challenge. Sit your ass in that chair and spin and grin, girl. I am. I'm spinning. I can't wait till there's a moment for a little bit of chair dancing. I, I love chair dancing. Thank you, Matt. So if somebody's got 25 bucks, Matt will double it, and we'll get down to uh, 430, 430 on this incredibly difficult month of January. I hope it lightens up a little bit. And thank you for saying hi to Annette, Lee, in New York. Thank you, Matt. Thank you so very much. Um, it'll be it'll be great if somebody jumps in alongside you on that. Wonderful indeed. I had a bunch of stuff in the stack yesterday that we didn't get to, but the nature of the news cycle is such that we'll probably not get to it again because there's more new crap in the stacks. For instance, uh, a, a study in comparison and contrast, if you will. Um. And by that, I want to say, I mean, compare and contrast the uh, the uh, insurrection against the legitimate government of Brazil with how we've handled it here. There have already been more than 400 people arrested in Brazil in relation to their attempt to topple Brazil's constitutional government. That seems to be a good start. And uh, that compares with us here, where two years after this terrorist attack that tried to end constitutional governance in the United States, we've still only charged a little over 900 people. 
And this includes a dude by the name of, and I'm not kidding here, I kind of wish I was, uh, Baked Alaska. Baked Alaska is uh, heading to the stir. He he's the guy who live streamed the insurrection for all the other maggots to watch. His real name is Anthem Gionet. Or Gionette. He trespassed into two senators' offices on January 6, 2021. He videoed himself using one of their telephones. Um, 35 years old. He entered a guilty plea in August to a, wait for it, misdemeanor. Uh, charge of parading, demonstrating, or picketing in a Capitol building. And to be quite honest, that still, I mean, it, it, it still pisses me off that this is what these freaks got. Because this is the charge that is designed to deal with peaceful protesters whom the government does not want peacefully protesting inside the halls of the Capitol, which also includes, by the way, the... Uh, House and Senate office buildings. I've told the story before, but it might be it might be instructive to revisit it. Once upon a time, a bunch of us hillbillies went up to Washington D.C. for the first and only Senate hearing to date on the practice of mountaintop removal. Now, because you are a member of the Horn Family Community Congregation, I don't have to explain to you what mountaintop removal is because you are better educated on that topic than any other broadcast uh, community on earth. Give yourself a little pat, pat on the back for that. You know what it is. You know what a destructive force it is. You know how dangerous it is. You know how toxic it is. Um... Uh, I, and uh, so, for that one hearing, the coal industry had also bust in a boatload of coal workers, and it was it, it all goes back to and, and um, it was nice to have Parson Brown pop by the Friday on the front porch. Uh, extraordinary ordinary roundtable last Friday, and he mentioned the fact that we've been at the, we've been at this for a while. Uh, he was there for the protests, or not protests, rather, but the hearing. All we wanted to do was sit in the hearing and watch the testimony regarding what was then known as the Appalachian Restoration Act. And that was a bill that would have just ended valley fills, which are component of mountaintop removal. Now, in order to get a seat in that hearing room, and um, during, for this, I remember, you know, Annette and I went together and we brought, because it was historic and we wanted them to witness history being made, um, our, we brought three of our four kids with us. 
uh, Margie and Ferg and Doodle. And in order to get a seat there, we had to arrive at the hearing room very early and stand in line to wait until the doors were opened some three hours later. During those three hours, and, and we stood again, we just stood there, and the, during those three hours, a, a, a member of the Capitol Police, who apparently had, in a former life had been a drill instructor or some such, came through and said, You will stand there against the wall. You will not sit down. If you do sit down, police will come, and, and Capitol Police will carry you away where you will be charged with the crime of picketing or demonstrating in a federal off uh, in a federal building of an unlawful nature do not think you can sit down you cannot sit down you are not a bunch of hippies well actually we kind of were and so he came through and gave that speech periodically and I, I guess they just wanted us to be immiserated or something you know but whatever we didn't get arrested the doors opened. We got into the hearing room and proceeded to watch the hearing. And witness history being made by a hearing being held on mountaintop removal in the Senate, which, of course, uh, came to nothing. But still, we, we, were, we were there. Well, this is the same charge that Baked Alaska pled guilty to. He pled guilty to the same charge that would have been applied to my kid if they had sat down in the hallway waiting to enter a hearing room. Does that seem right? Because to me that didn't seem right. And so Federal Judge McFadden, who took his uh, took uh, baked Alaska's guilty plea, sentenced him today. Yeah. Yeah. Baked Alaska is going to go up the river. You're going up the river, doll. And I'm not going for you. Okay? You know, I'm approximating the... Uh, end of the Maltese Falcon for those who can't tell so today U.S. attorneys played snippets of what he broadcast on January 6, 2021 and his mama and daddy came to the courtroom and sat behind him a few rows back. He made $2,000 by live-streaming the terrorist attack on the Capitol back then. And uh, among other things, uh, a Capitol Police officer was asked, asked, mind you, Asked the first time he was asked because white guy special, whatever, was asked to please leave the Capitol. 
and he did, and then he turned around and went back in. Yeah. And this guy's a total turd. He was there live streaming in 2017 at Charlottesville. He live streamed the so-called Battle of Berkeley in 2017. He sat in the courtroom just scrolling through his phone. And by the way, in case you're wondering, the Depart- uh, Merrick Garland's Department of Justice sought 75 whole days in jail, not prison, in jail, for this terrorist who participated in an attempt to overthrow the government of the United States of America. And then he started, oh, the tears started to flow when he heard 75 days. And he, he wiped his eyes. He dabbed at his eyes. And um, bear in mind, he, he's got a rap sheet. He's got priors. Baked Alaska does. Because, among other things, he pepper sprayed a bouncer in a bar when he got obnoxious back in uh, 2020. And, uh, and, well, this is a little bit of a tell, isn't it? He also pled guilty to a destruction of property charge when he tore down a happy Hanukkah sign from the Arizona State Capitol. Trevor McFadden, who, let's remember, is a uh, maggot appointee. He's a maggot judge. Trevor McFadden said, January 6th was the culmination of a petty crime spree for you. Oh, your honor. In the in the in the uh, sincerest possible terms, fuck you. I'm having a hard time thinking about participating in a terrorist attack on the Capitol as a petty crime. But maggot Judge McFadden had no such problem, and instead of giving baked Alaska the seventy-five whole days that he more than deserved, Judge McFadden gave baked Alaska 60, 60 days. Maybe he can be out for good behavior in a day and a half. I don't know. He had a following of about 16,000 people on January 6, 2021, whom he invited to please come on and attack the Capitol with him. Hanging Judge McFadden said, You repeatedly engaged in criminality to earn followers and money online. That is a disturbing vocation, sir. You have, as an influence, a responsibility to lead by example. And the sentence I will impose highlights the importance of a sentence that promotes deterrence. And such criminality will not be tolerated. 
Meanwhile, his pettifogger said that he's a guerrilla journalist. Guerrilla journalist. Yeah, uh, last I checked, the father of gonzo journalism, Dr. Hunter S. Thompson, never participated in a right-wing terrorist attack on the capital of the United States. But I'm also sure now that uh, uh, he will be painted by the by the uh, right wing as a victim and a political prisoner. Why? Oh, Lee, I knew somebody couldn't uh, couldn't pass that up. Lee in New York says baked Alaska, and he's getting his just desserts. Apologies, says Lee. I had to. That was perilously close to a Gunnar. But um, uh, the the judges are going to rule that appropriate. So that's that. Meanwhile, uh, thank you, Flavio, for updating me. Since J8... Uh, Flavio says, you're not up to date. Over 1,500 people have been arrested over the terrorist attack on the Capitol in Brasilia. Sounds like they're taking it a hell of a lot more uh, seriously than we have. Uh, as to baked Alaska, Flavio says, 60 days and two years probation and time served, too. What a joke. Well, remember, the maggot judge says it will serve as a deterrent to others who might enter into a petty crime spree and try to overturn the government of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, today, uh, as the House, the, the new House of Representatives got down to what may laughingly be called business, uh, there was a debate on the floor. They want, the maggots do, a new select committee to investigate the FBI. Yeah, that's true. Flavio says in regard to those 1,500 Brazilians. Oh, God, not the George Bush joke again. Going to have to tell it. But Flavio says they didn't go back, get to go back to their hotel rooms or board planes to go back home like the J6 maggot terrorists did. No, they did not. So one day, back during the uh, war that George W. Bush started again against the innocent people of Iraq for no good reason. Well, one day Dick Cheney walks into the Oval Office and he finds he finds George W. Bush bent over at the Resolute desk with his hand head in his hands, weeping, weeping piteously. <laughs> and uh, Dick Cheney, before he dicks you, looks at uh, George and says. Uh, Mr. President, what's wrong? 
To which George W. said, Dick, I just read here where 10 Brazilians died in Iraq. <laughs> well, uh, sure, Mr. President, I, I saw that. I mean, it's, it's upsetting when any of our coalition forces die. Why, why, why are you reacting this way over 10 Brazilians? God damn it. God damn it, Dick. You heartless bastard. And I mean that. Do you have any idea how many there is in a Brazilian? I'm a little better now. I feel better. I do. It, it, sorry. Please forgive me. But every time... Do you know how many's in 1,500 Brazilians? Can't help it. Megan! Hey! Megan just dropped a note. Uh, deterrent? Deterrent my ass. Deterrent equals MAGA should plan better for this government overthrow next time. Fun fact, MAGA is Latin for female sorcerer. That it is. Magus Maga. Magus Maga. I just find it amusing in light of how patriarchal this group is. Hope you're feeling better, Robin. Thank you, Megan. I am. I am. I'm going to be okay. I'm really, really happy because for the for three, three, three tests now, and I'm testing pretty aggressively. Three tests now. Um, my my blood sugar has been down to 140. Needs to go a lot lower. But that's hopeful. Thank you for your kind wish, Megan. Yeah, it's not a deterrent. It's not a deterrent in the least, and nobody in their right mind thinks that it is. But gosh, it's good to hear from you, Megan. Missed you. Um, meanwhile, uh, Darlene with a salient question for the day. Can you please t explain to me why the jackhole that looks like hint rancid hot dog water smells is still walking around free? Wasn't he found guilty or something criminally? I get that he's appealing the decision, but does that mean he just gets a get-out-of-jail-free pass while his BS appeal winds through the at-slug-speed court system? Oh, goody. So in the meantime, he gets to promote fascism and autocracy and openly urge the fascist takeover of democratic governments worldwide. But wait. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Mr. Cotta, Mr. Cotta. Isn't that traitor interfering with U.S. foreign relations? Again, why isn't that jackhole in jail? And boy, didn't Merrick move with all deliberate haste, tapping that Trump-appointed maggot judge to look into the non-story of the classified documents found at the Penn-Biden Center and immediately handed over to the uh, 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 National Archives in less than 24 hours upon discovery. Merrick moved so fast, like lightning speed, it left my head spinning in place. Man, don't mess with Merrick if you're a, wait for it, Democrat. Not wrong. Not wrong. Well, let's 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 posit what the scenario would be with Stevie Three Shirts, the man who looks like rancid hot dog water smells. If say he had a little more melanin in his skin. Mm-hmm. And was held in criminal contempt of Congress and found guilty by a competent court of competent jurisdiction. Dude would be in federal federal jail, at least, if not federal prison. 
And the, re- the, the answer, and you, you knew it the minute you started typing, Darlene, is I OKIYAR. It's okay if you're a Republican. Everything's all good there. But yes, he was convicted, but they're going to let him walk around free until maybe the uh, until the uh, maggot the, the maggot majority of our most puissant dread sovereign supreme Catholic majesties throw out the conviction. And of course, it, it, Jesus, it's going to be Hillary's emails all again, all over again. But I want to I want to give I want to give you a, a weird little take uh, on the. Uh, on the document, the Biden documents thing. Maybe it's wishful thinking, but I can't help but wonder if maybe that's a worm wiggling on the end of a hook. Bear with me. They find these documents, tell the White House. White House says, well, by God, um, get that right out there to the media. Make sure they know that we're, we're moving quickly. We, we found this stuff. We've, uh, already, we've already dealt with it. It's at, and then, you know, once, the, once the, the cameras are off and the recording devices are off, <laughs> oh, you know, you know, you know, this House of Representatives is going to move quick, and you know they're going to, you know, they're going to impeach me, Jack. And that that'll be just fine. Let them spend all their time in, in impeaching an unimpeachable president, and then uh, get the. Get that sweet, 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 sweet post uh, Clinton post impeachment bounce. Remember that? How he went into impeachment like in the 50s and came out in the 70s in his approval rating? Just something to think about. Because everything is circles within circles within circles. And this might this might just be an opportunity to let the maggots fuck themselves, which would be fine by me. Um, as to Steve Bannon and Matt in San Francisco, by the way, your challenge was met, Matt. Thank you so much, Ralphs. Ralphs was right there. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Ralphs. And yeah, I am grinning and spinning, Matt. I am. Uh, Steve Bannon, Matt, says, Why is it that the men who think their whiteness makes them supreme seem to be sharing the same gene pool as the Pillsbury Doughboy? I kind of hate that for the Pillsbury Doughboy because at least he's clean. At least he looks like he might shave once in a while. And while he is uh, not her suit... He, he looks like, you know, every time I see the Pillsbury Doughboy on TV, he looks like he's reasonably well-groomed. And I've never seen the Pillsbury Doughboy in three popped-collar shirts. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry. I just poked myself in the tummy. <laughs> Pillsbury Dough Girl. We're going to lose that tummy. That's what we're going to do. We're going to lose that tummy. We're going to take our medicine. We're going to stick to our diet. And, you know, uh, we had uh, had to take that to the doctor today. And one of the things I'm learning is, wow, when you're out and about, figuring out things that you can do, that you can eat that don't have carbs in them, it's not fun. Because all the places I used to love, we used to love, I was like, how about Mexican? Nope, no Mexican. That's nothing but carbs. That's beans and rice and all the things I love. So that's out. Um, how about sushi? No, no. Rice involved with that. So we wound up going to a Mediterranean place, and I found my heart's desire. I had a little lunch gyro platter. Sure, the gyro came wrapped in a pita. I just quietly unfolded it and enjoyed my gyro with the tzatziki sauce on it. Not too carby. Some carby, but not overwhelmingly so. It's yogurt with some dill weed and onion juice and garlic. Uh, and some lettuce and some tomato and some onions and absolutely delicious. So I'm going to count that as a win. Um, and that just had grape leaves and fries. And no, as a matter of fact, I did not. I did not say, "Hey, look at that." And when she looked away, grab a French fry and stuff it in my mouth. I definitely did not do that. Um, learning. A lot of learning. Uh, back to Brazil for a moment. Uh, Stephen New York says, Don't get me wrong, it appears that Brazil has handled this much better. However, I think that has a lot to do with the fact that Lula was already president. I do have a couple observations. One, this was after the new president took office. Two, the federal police were already deployed when the terrorists attacked. Though the question is, why didn't they stop the terrorists and let them encamp there for so long? Had this happened before Bolsonaro had left, I wonder if Bolsonaro would have had the federal police stand down as Trump did, meaning the federal police would not have been as aggressive. And four, I wonder if Biden had already been in office if the situation would look more like what the Brazilians did. I don't think... Well, look, the prosecutions are taking place with Biden in office. And if I would... If I'm, if I'm going to fault the Biden administration for anything, it's going to be for this lackluster approach to prosecuting the people who not only participated in the terrorist attack but who masterminded it. Steve says, I'm not justifying or defending the U.S. at all. What happened in Brazil is exactly what should have happened and what we should have done. I just wonder, had Bolsonaro still been in office, if the situation would have been just like what happened in D.C. or worse? I don't know, maybe, maybe Flavio would like to weigh in on that. Uh, Flavio keeps up with the news from his home soil. So, um, you know, we still have no charges against any of the masterminds whether it's Stevie Three Shirts, the man who looks like rancid hot dog water smells, or um, Marginal Trailer Queen, or any of the members of the 
House or Senate who actively encouraged and participated in the planning and plotting? <clears throat> no. And I don't like gooning on the Biden administration. And yeah, I guess you really can't blame the Biden administration per se. You have to blame the Department of Justice. And frankly, they don't really have that much time to get this done in because if the presidency falls to a Republican in 2024, it all goes away. They'll null pross the lot of it. They will. And, of course, there's the New York Times with a breathless headline, Classified documents found in President Biden's former office included briefings on foreign countries from his time as vice president. Remember, these documents were found and turned over to authorities on November 2nd. God. So anyway, to get back to the story that I wanted to share... uh, Oh, back to carbohydrates. I thought you just had to avoid, Fabio says, I thought you just had to avoid highly processed carbs. That You could still eat brown rice, um, you know, beans you make yourself, not the refried stuff. Yeah, but in my case, if I want to, if I want to lower this shit, I've got to, I've got to knock them down really low. Um, and uh, I'm not avoiding them at all costs. You can't avoid them. I found myself a lovely little snack, Brand's Cozy Cup. They've got a no sugar added rice pudding five whole grams of carbs in one little cup, and I found that that's a very nice little uh, treat at the end of the day, and it's just enough to satiate my urge for sweet. It's really good. Vanilla, sweet. Yeah. Um, My my sis, uh, Terry Allen, tells me that uh, the uh, low-carb Breyers vanilla ice cream is pretty respectable too but it's well it tends to get all melty if I pick it up over at Wally World or Kroger's and bring it all the way back across the river (sighs) complications but I want to go back to this uh, this this moment in the house today where uh, the maggots were pleading for the authority to investigate the what they call weaponization of the FBI, which in turn is actually an investigation of the FBI for having the temerity to prosecute maggots, you know, who tried to, uh, well, overturn the government of the United States. They don't like that. So there was a, a, a uh, there was a, a, a dialogue on the House floor today between Thomas Mackey of Kentucky Stan. You might remember he's the bold, bold, manly man who uh, told AOC, "You know what? I'm telling you right here and right now. You better not come down to Kentucky." To which AOC replied, "I'll go anywhere I damn well please, you little freak." Or something to that effect. And Thomas Massey tucked his tail and ran away. So today, discussing this select committee, which of course will be led by, uh, I think, Jim Jacketoff Jordan. I said, uh, 
I implore my colleagues on the other side of the aisle to populate this committee with serious Democrats. I know there's some over there. I've worked with them. We've co-sponsored amendments on privacy over the past decade. Some of them have passed. Please populate it with serious members. Well, let's... uh... Let's go back to, uh, let's go to the tail of the tape. Because Jim McGovern responded on the other side. And he, uh, he, like AOC, left Thomas Massey with his hide, um, scorched. Hold on, unmute. Here we go. Take it away, Thomas Massey. We need to be hemmed in. I implore my colleagues on the other side of the aisle to populate this committee with serious Democrats. I know there are some over there. I've worked with them. We've co-sponsored amendments on privacy over the past decade. Some of them have passed. Please populate it with serious members. Please, to my colleagues on this side of the aisle, give us the resources we need to do this job. This guy, this freak, looks like he spent his entire junior high school and high school years with his underwear pulled up over his head from behind him. Not saying, just saying. And if I may rebut one thing that's been said on the other side of the aisle about ongoing criminal investigations, he says it's unprecedented that Congress would engage in an investigation that involves an ongoing criminal investigation. What was the January 6th committee? This is not unprecedented. It's what you've wasted millions of dollars on over the past two years. I heard, I... You got that? The J6 committee was a waste of millions of dollars. If it weren't for the J6 committee, we wouldn't know how deep the conspiracy ran. If the J6 committee had had its way, the, the, the charges would already be filed. But we have to wait on Merrick Garland. Which, again, with another reference to a Humphrey Bogart movie, in Casablanca, they wait and wait and wait and wait. Well, let's see what Jim McGovern has to say about that. I urge adoption of this rule and support for the committee that it will create. Now, yield back the balance of my time. Gentleman yields back. Gentleman from Oklahoma reserves. Gentleman from Massachusetts is recognized. I would just say in response to the gentleman who said that he hopes that we populate this select committee with serious Democrats, that uh, that he populates uh, the committee with Republicans who did not ask for a pardon, who did not have their phones seized by the FBI. I reserve my time. Damn, that was good. That's going to burn. That's going to sting. That's going to leave him. Good on you, Jim, uh, 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 Jim McGovern. Gentleman from Massachusetts, reserve. Oops, need sorry. To be- sorry. Didn't need to hear it again. <laughs> I think you yeah, populate it with people who didn't ask for a pardon. And, of course, uh, that would include representing Scott Perry. The FBI seized his phone in August the day after they raided uh, Magaloco, 
Perry at the time said, My phone contains info about my legislative and political activities and personal private discussions with my wife, family, constituents, and friends. None of this is the government's business. Well, the part where you plotted the goddamn conspiracy is... Dick. But I'm hoping... Another, I'm hoping... I know. What a joke, says Megan. He wants serious Democrats to fuck... When House Republicans are about uh, about to subpoena Hunter Biden's penis, I mean, uh, his laptop and trumpet that mess from now till 2024? Yeah, no. Well, shame is something of which they have no experience whatsoever, Megan, but you know that, and so do I. As far as tanning Massey's hide, Scott in San Diego says, So we tanned his hide when he died, Clyde, and that's it, hanging on the shed. From Timey Kangaroo Down, sport. Timey Kangaroo Down. So he tanned his hard when he died, Claude, and that's it's hanging on the shed. And Megan, oh, Robin, my sweet summer child. I love that line. I had to turn off CNN because our illustrious media is treating the Biden classified docs as a serious breach. While soft-pedaling tangerine fart machines steal. Really? Tangerine fart machine? Yeah. Uh, While soft-pedaling tangerine fart machines stealing of classified docs, not looking forward to the noxious barking about it from the Republicans in the House. And my preferred nickname for Steve Bannon is Ambulatory Herpes. Calling him the Pillsbury Doughboy or Rank Hot Dog Water is entirely too kind. Have you ever smelled some hot dog water that's been out in the summer sun for two or three days, Megan? I would not wish that upon you, but I hope maybe you'll just trust me on this one. Serious people. Stephen New York says, I'd love to hear a Democrat say they were going to invite the college students who came out against Jacket Off every day and have them sit in the front row. You just whispered it into the ear of the universe, Steve, and you know what? There are people, we do not know who they are, where they are, when they are, but they do listen to this program, and I'm pretty sure they get some ideas every now and then. Uh, and by the way, Flavio points out that in Brazil, the Capitol Police is in hot water over perceived connivance. The federal military police is doing the arrests. Um, yeah, accountability for J6 here in the United States, Flavio points out. Yeah, forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. Uh, the thing we have to talk about is your unwitting participation in this serious federal crime. Only not unwitting. Just not unwitting. But back to uh, back to shenanigans and the like. We have new revelations about George Santos, if that really is his name. You know, one of the stories about him is that he kited a couple of stolen checks to buy like $700 worth of menswear uh, years ago in Brazil. And I watched him sitting there with his fingers pressed against each other in a sort of 
Dr. Evil pose uh, during the the uh, uh, the weaker speaker debacle of four days last week. And I couldn't help thinking that crew neck gray sweater over the white dress shirt, well, <sighs> uh, the... Uh, the gay agenda, if he actually is gay, uh, is is going to have to have a sit down with him. Well, there's new information out that uh, George Santos's campaign dropped somewhere around a hundred thousand dollars on a fundraiser in which a. Uh, a a staffer posed as the chief of staff for Kevin McCarthy in a, in an effort to squeeze money out of donors. The staffer's name is Sam Mealy, Miel, M-I-E-L-E, Miela. And isn't that a isn't isn't that a, 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 a M I E L E? Isn't isn't that a romance language word for honey? Sam Honey. Uh, Miela is said to have uh, impersonated Dan Meyer. Dan Meyer's been the chief of staff for weaker speaker McCarthy since 2019. And Miela impersonated him in 2020 and 2022 in both election cycles. The story came out of the Washington Times, uh, noting that he also used a fake email ad- address to send follow-up emails to donors. They found out about it in August of 2021. The Santos campaign paid Miela almost 50 large for fundraising back when he was losing in 2020. And they paid him over $42,000 in 2022. And uh, all that the petty fogger for George Santos would say is, well, you know, uh, said Joe Murray, Uh, We let him go about a year ago. About a year ago. Let's see. August is the eighth month. And this is the first month. So about a year ago might be like, say, January or February or maybe March. I don't think you get to say about a year ago when you're talking about... Four months ago. About a year ago. How, how, how about a year ago? Uh, four months. Well, yay me. I'm, 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 proud, of, I'm proud of my uh, linguistic... Uh, yes. Uh, Miela is Italian for honey. So that would be Sam Honey. Uh, Sam Honey, would you go and impersonate the chief of staff for the weaker speaker, please? So as of yesterday... And Citizens United, uh, which is a, a, a group on our side of the aisle, 
has officially filed complaints with the Office of Congressional Ethics, the Department of Justice, and the Federal Election Commission. And uh, uh, another group, American Bridge, has filed a complaint with the Office of Con- Congressional Ethics, which, by the way, uh, as a, it was one of the preconditions of the weaker speaker getting the gavel, that, that they will leave the appearance that the Office of Congressional Ethics is still a, a, a going concern, but, well, they've gutted it from the inside out. So, yeah, don't look for that to go anywhere. The Campaign Legal Center says that the Santos campaign also ran a straw donor scheme. And guess what? None of these things are going to remove George Santos from office. Huh. Uh, Leah New York says, George Santos, the community should come up with lie predictions. I'll start. George Santos discovered warp drive. Zephyrm Cochran stole the ship before the maiden voyage. Oh, we did, yeah. We did a lot of those last week. In regard to Santos and the gay agenda, Stephen New York says, uh, I'd be happy to say that such awful fashion sense is a serious question of his gayification. However, as a person with really bad fashion sense, that would disqualify me, too. The only consolation is that in the agenda there is a safe harbor provision because, well, Steve, being a lawyer, has gone over the gay agenda with a fine-tooth comb. That's how we found out... uh, uh, that's how we found out last week that as a blonde trans woman, I'm allowed to be as catty as I want. Yeah. Uh, thanks for that. Good to have good to have a documentarian in one's corner. Uh, the only consolation is that in the agenda there is a safe harbor provision that says if a person acknowledges such bad fashion sense, they can keep their ma- membership card. I guess the logic is that by acknowledging one's horrid fashion sense is an implicit indication that the person at least knows what good fashion sense might look like. Oh, Steve, <laughs> you 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 really you you really do have a higher calling than um, representing people in contractual disagreements. You should be chief counsel to the gay agenda. Speaking of which, and this is just a this is just a dumb little story, and really, I'd, I'd kind of like your input on this. I found out something right before airtime that bothered me a little bit. So there is an organization, uh, I'd say it's probably the largest organization in the state of West Virginia, advocating for LGBTQ issues. Um, and they just uh, they just announced a new hire. They hired a youngish journalist. I'm guessing she's not 30 yet. That's, I'm not. I'm not engaging in ageism. This is just just journalistic description. She's a 2013 graduate of the Pearly Isaac Reed School of Journalism at West Virginia University, and she came from, uh, I think, the Greater San Diego area to go to school at WVU. Uh, oddly enough, that J School is really quite well regarded. I studied in it some when I was there, back when I was riding my uh, dinosaur to class up in Morgantown. Um, she's done some good journalistic work and if I've got the same person and I think I do 
she was doing some work at West Virginia Public Radio, and she did a report on the absolute horrifying job that the state is doing uh, with regard to some deeply marginalized communities, uh, you know, people people who can't do a, do who, who can't do much in the way of advocating for themselves. It was deeply embarrassing to the state, and the state, in turn, I presume the Justice Administration, leaned on West Virginia Public Radio and said, uh, "Mighty lot and mighty nice little uh, public radio station you got there. It'd be a real shame if uh, something was to happen to it." And so, lo and behold, she was fired. She's also worked at the Gazette. She's done good work there on clean water and the like. This has nothing to do whatsoever with her skills. But, and, and, and I address this primarily to the LGBTQ contingent of the Horn Family Community Congregation. This statewide organization dedicated to advocacy for the well-being and the legal rights of uh, the LGBTQ QQIA plus community. Well, they just they just hired this uh, this 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 young woman, this talented young woman, who is proudly a heterosexual cisgender female, a cisgender female, proudly a cisgender heterosexual woman. She does not fall in any way, shape, form, or fashion under the L, the G, the B, the T, the Q, the Q, the Q, the I, the A, or anything else. Okay. But in their in their press announcement, they announced most proudly that one of the things that she's going to be working most on is the Transgender Health Initiative. Um, I read that and found it a little troubling. And I guess what I'm asking you, and I, and, and, and seriously, really and for truly, I'd like your input on this. Is that necessarily the best thing to do? Again, not challenging her abilities, but shouldn't shouldn't a trans person, trans man, trans woman, non-binary, be doing that job? Shouldn't you have some passing familiarity with what trying to navigate the healthcare system is like as a trans man or a trans woman or a non-binary individual? I'm really interested in knowing the, knowing your answer to that question because I find it frankly off-putting. I don't I don't need 
I don't need the, the health care needs of the trans community cisplained. And I'm not trying to be a bitch about it either. And I'm not being hostile. I'm really not. But isn't that a little bit like uh, electing a white guy to run the NAACP? Might be the most non-racist white guy in the world. Might have all the uh, you know all, all the sympathy and empathy uh, for the struggles of of the of communities of color, but does not have at a foundational level the the experience. Has not been discriminated against. Has not been. Has not had their life threatened. Has not been shunned. Has not been beaten. Has not been denied medical uh, medical service or medical treatment. Doesn't even remotely know what that feels like, or how terrifying it can be to be unable to get medical care. For all the myriad reasons that trans people are unable to get it. If I'm wrong, I will admit I'm wrong. I would just like to, uh, I'd like, you know, this is one of those moments where I would like to have your input into this because, as I said, it just struck me as. Tone deaf? And, well, I guess I'll, I'll, you know, I'll let it go at that. But I would. Because sometimes I, you know, sometimes I gut check myself with our community. And I only saw this a few minutes before airtime, and it was just like, what the, Really? Cis people are going to tell trans people what they need? I don't know. I don't know. So, you know, straight cis, you know, a, a straight cis woman. So, you know, please, please, let me know. I, I really would appreciate it. Frankly, I'm trying to figure out uh, you know, whether whether uh, we should respond to this or not, or whether I should. Never mind. Oh, and by the way, uh, as for uh, my remark earlier about uh, Stevie Three shirts being melanin poor, Brother Deacon Asa says, in his defense, Bannon does have more melanin in his skin. Have you not seen those... Liver spots? Yeah. Well played. Yeah. Um. Uh, Jeremy says, um, I don't think it's fair to say she's not been threatened or beaten. If she's qualified to do the job, so be it. 
another voice for the good of the community. Many whites marched and fought with uh, uh, fought alongside Dr. King, even though they weren't black. Is your doctor cis or trans? Do they tell you what you need? Okay, thank you for that, Jeremy. Um, maybe she'll do a great job. I don't know. Good luck to her. I just, uh, I don't know. It, it just somehow it felt like it rubbed against the grain. Oh, and Brother Deacon Asa said, uh, you're going to chew on a murder hornet in the depths of that lake of fire for the rest of eternity. Shame on you for that Brazilian excuse for a joke. At long last, ma'am, have you no shame? None whatsoever. I apologize for it on the front end, Brother Deacon. It's just forever stuck in my brain. It, uh, I, I, I laughed for merry hours on end in the middle of a horrifying war, illegal war of choice when that when that joke broke. And it still has considerable power to bring me joy. Great, we won't open that for a little bit. Just fumbled a, fumbled a can of seltzer. And now back to um, back to you know the news of the day. Interesting, surprising even case coming down from our most puissant dread sovereign supreme Catholic Majesties. Um, the story concerns one Arlie Carbajal Escobar. He was convicted of murdering a 17-year-old woman named Bianca Maldonado Hernandez. He was sentenced to be uh, murdered in the name of the state back in 2011. The lab that was used to process crime scene evidence, turns out, was shut down because the quality of their work was sketchy at best. And so his death penalty claim, or his death penalty objection, went up to the Supreme Court of the United States. Of course, of course, from Texas. The evidence established that uh, Aureli Carvajal Escobar lived in the same building as 17-year-old Bianca Maldonado Hernandez. The jury... Uh, uh, got testimony from his girlfriend who testified before the jury that she heard I can only imagine how many dozen objections this must have drawn she heard sounds of a woman being raped when she called him on his cell phone and the prosecution presented fingerprint and DNA evidence from the crime scene it was a gory, grisly, and horrifying thing. The young woman was stabbed 46 times. Five years after the murder, however, they, uh, a routine audit of the Austin Police Department's DNA lab showed that they were using unacceptable scientific methods and standards. 
And so in a lower court, they said, yeah, the death sentence was unreliable. The trial was unreliable. His conviction should be overturned. But then the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals said that, uh, well, you know, the DNA evidence wasn't so uh, essentially important to uh, his conviction. After all, his girlfriend done heard sounds of a woman being raped on the cell phone. That still makes my eyes roll back in my head. And uh, so Escobar is trying to, has been trying to appeal the conviction. Uh, Travis County District Attorney Jose Garza said, in all cases, but especially when a person is facing the death penalty, it's imperative that stakeholders have faith in the conviction. And wrote a letter on behalf of uh, Escobar to the Supreme Court, uh, a filing, an official filing. In his letter, Garza said the state had offered flawed and misleading forensic evidence at petitioner's trial, and this evidence was material to the outcome of his case in violation of clearly established federal due process. Wow. And in Texas, no less. So today, our most puissant, dread sovereign, supreme Catholic majesties actually sent the case back to the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals and told the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals to reconsider their judgment in light of the confession of error by Texas. Hoo-wee! I bet you Greg Asbot's going to be 17 shades of pissed off over this. What? We don't get to kill him? Can we kill a trans kid instead? Just just asking for the good, God-fearing, upstanding, Bible-believing, Christ-centered, fundamentalist, homosexual Christians of Texas. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't overflow. Um, meanwhile, the murder victim's family is deeply upset. I feel sad about all this because I know we have to start over again. I know this is going to be hard not only for us, but all of our family and people who know my sister. This is going to bring tears again. It's going to be really hard. Now, what's interesting here is that what we don't have out of this, and this is from the BBC, who are, you know, supposed to be a pretty good journalism outfit there's nothing in here about the vote who voted which way because I can't see this being a nine nothing this sounds like this sounds like one of those cases where you know Clarence pubes on the coke can fappy Thomas would 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 uh, uh, fluster and bluster and say well as as as, as my master I mean friend uh, fat dead Tony Scalia once said, you do not have a constitutional right not to be executed even if you're innocent. Clearly, this man is not innocent. Uh, to which Sammy Badbreath would, of course, reply, yeah, yeah, that's right, you tell him. I'd like to, I'd, I'd like to have had the vote breakdown on that. 
but still, a criminal defendant's getting a, getting a new trial. Well, actually, not a new trial. A criminal defendant is getting his case reconsidered by the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals, which, of course, can still be assholes and say, uh, you know, well, we have, the Supreme Court told us to reconsider this in light of the commission of error by the state of Texas, and we reconsidered it, and we still want the little fucker to die. Which he may deserve to do. If he did it. And therein lies the rub. You know, he wouldn't have much to appeal on if he wasn't on death row. But that's, you know, the, the, the added expense is what comes of having, insisting upon having uh, state-sanctioned murder as an act of retributive justice for a previous killing. I'm not in the least... God, how heartbreaking. How sad. And, I'm, and the family, oh my God. But... If you're going to convict somebody on DNA evidence and fingerprint evidence, which is notoriously inaccurate, it sure seems like you ought to be double double dead certain that you're getting it right. You know, we said it wasn't central to his conviction. We still say it ain't central to his conviction. So the confession of error by the uh, by the prosecutor uh, don't mean a hill of beans. Kill him, and then we'll lather, rinse, repeat. And that's why uh, that's why I say this is not. Uh, not open and shut because there's a you know there are other cases there was Bobby Moore who uh, prosecutors sided with and said yeah he was mentally disabled he shouldn't be executed so the Supreme Court then told the Court of Appeals to reconsider the evidence that he was mentally disabled and then the appeals court said yep we've reconsidered it kill the little fucker and then they had to go back to the Supreme Court again to keep him from being murdered in, name, in the name of the state. Hey, yeah. Still want to know what the vote count was. Uh, a couple of emails. Uh, reminder, uh, Matt in San Francisco, California Senate. This was big news today. Cal- Katie Porter is running for Senate in California. That's exciting. It is. She's going to run against Dianne Feinstein. And hopefully this will be a sufficient shot against the bow to convince DiFi to decide not to run. And then maybe the next day decide not to run some more. I'm sorry. That was improper. I apologize. Um, she has she has had a long and storied career, Senator Feinstein has. She is not in any danger of being replaced by a Republican. I've heard that Adam Schiff is also interested in that job. I'm, and I have deep and abiding respect for Adam Schiff. 
I'm team Katie Porter. Today, Matt says, Mother Earth threw in hail, lightning, and thunder. That uh, uh, that caught a sail I have in the backyard that provided shade for the deck. It came loose on one end, so this morning I had to go out in the wind and rain to cut it loose so it didn't damage the airstream. That was just a level 2 storm. Not sure what we're going to do when we get a level 3, 4, or 5. Sutro Tower was hit by lightning today. Mudslides, down trees, flooding. It's a bit frightening with more storms to come. Uh, more than a bit, I should say, Matt. It, horrifying. But, you can, Matt, you can at least take solace in the fact that this has nothing to do with climate change. and In fact, climate change is a... Uh, Cheap Chinese hoax meant to destroy our manufacturing capability. You didn't need to hear that, Matt. I'm sorry. Ah, okay. Well, thank you, Ralph, serving as the Horn Ad Hoc Supreme Court Research Department. It was an unsigned decision. CNN reported the unsigned part. Thank you, Ralph. That's, uh, it's very helpful. I appreciate you. And, uh, uh, going back to my question about the, uh, organization hiring, well, my take, no, you're not wrong. I don't think it's a matter of being right or wrong. I think it's a matter of what may be, may be best in a given situation. I understand your consternation. Let me offer a couple of ideas. I had a friend, quite straight and brilliant lawyer, who the human rights campaign hired to be the legislative policy director. I think this was his position. He was very good at it. Regarding the young woman just hired, the sad fact that it is in less open states like West Virginia, she may be better able to talk and speak to West Virginia folks writ large in a way a trans person may not be able to. That's sad and awful and should not be a thing, but that may be the best way currently to get the organization's message out in a more unfiltered way. Now, from the Machiavellian perspective, I see this as your opportunity as the first and only trans woman to run for state office to contact her and provide your unique political insight and influence and soft power. Well, I may. I may. I, it was my, it's my understanding that you know the, 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 the trans health initiative is going to be geared toward trans people. It, it's going to be a job that faces the trans public. So, uh, I'm probably wrong. I'm just sensitized to this. Because, you know, we need cis allies. We desperately need cis allies. And should not reject them, uh, reject someone out of out of hand uh, there are cis physicians and psychologists and uh, members of various and sundry medical organizations who are fighting tooth and nail to protect trans kids in lawsuits all over this country and I'm grateful for every one of them And she's a fine journalist. I hope she will be open and sensitive to the needs of the community. Uh, Bernadette says, as a cis woman, and not meaning any disrespect to anyone, the question should be if there were any qualified trans people who were an applicant for the job. 
She might have been the most qualified person that applied. Being a woman, she probably has experienced some form of discrimination in dealing with her own health care and the medical profession, just another perspective. I think you're right on all counts. I don't know what the I don't know what the hiring situation was. And I think the young woman who has said that she badly wants to stay in West Virginia, and I think if you're if you want to stay in West Virginia, there ought to be there ought to be some some means of figuring out a way to let you, well, stay in West Virginia. And I wish her nothing but the very best. And I hope she'll. I hope she'll. I, 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 and I have no doubt she will. Um, go into the task understanding the gravity of it in a state like this. Because one of the things that has to be borne in mind is that it was now. Well, almost six years ago that the survey came out that showed that there are more trans kids between the ages of 14 and 20, I guess. No, 14 and 18. 13 and 18, something like that. In this state, per capita than any other state in the Union. And we are utterly unprepared for them. And that was every bit of five years ago, so that means the 13-year-olds are 18 now, and the 18-year-olds are 23. And it's inspiring to see. I, I, I'm, I, every now I, I see uh, young gender non-confirming people here. And it's a beautiful thing as an old, or what I now call a, uh, you know, I'm a trantique. Um, but to see these young people and hope against hope that they can help make a better and more open and inclusive and accepting West Virginia and not be afraid to use their voices because, and I hadn't mentioned this this popped up in the last uh, four or five days we were consumed with the issues of the weaker speaker But there are horrifying things taking. You know, I've talked about on a number of occasions the fact that when one of these weirdo maggot states does something heinous, all the other weirdo maggot states then adopt the heinous thing the weirdo maggot state did, and then they start trying to figure out a way to one-up what the weirdo maggot state already did. And so with all the hateful behavior coming out of places like Alabama and Florida uh, and Texas Stan... Florida and Texas stand. The state of Oklahoma and I think the state of Montana, I may be wrong on Montana, but for certain the state of Oklahoma stand is going to consider a bill and it, 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 turn, it turns my stomach to think about this. They're going to consider a bill and probably pass it and probably send it to the governor's desk for signature where the governor will sign it into law that seeks nothing short of the death of any of every trans person under the age of 26 in the state of Oklahoma, Stan. I'm not exaggerating. That's not hyperbole. A bill has been introduced 
in the in the state of Oklahoma, Stan, that would ban hormone replacement therapy wholesale for anyone under the age of 26, whether they are already on it or not. If you take these, these are life-saving medications. And that is no exaggeration. If you, if, if you are trans and your trans body needs these, these medications, they make the difference between being able to live and not live. And so the state of Oklahoma, Stan, in its infinite stupidity, is seeking to forcibly detransition every trans person under the age of 26 in the state of Oklahoma, Stan. I read that, and a shudder comprised of pure horror ran through me. It just brought me to tears. This is one step away from making all the trans people wear pink triangles in Oklahoma stand. And two steps away from the ovens. Or maybe firing squads. And if you think for a minute that, oh, some federal court will strike it down, don't count on that. I know it's a new year. I shouldn't be talking about these issues so much. But this is a genocidal act. Pure and simple. And if you're an ally, if you're a member of one of the other letters in the LGBTQ, QQIA plus community, it is time to, it is past time to get loud, to get vocal, to get unapologetic of the rights of your trans siblings to simply live. Because, see, we had some news here in West Virginia last week, too, which I also left out because we were busy with things that really mattered. A United States federal district judge by the name of Joe Bob Goodwin, whose nephew was briefly a United States senator. He was the placeholder for Joe to the mansion born. Uh, Booth Goodwin, by name. Joe Bob Goodwin was appointed to the United States District Court by uh, Bill Clinton. And it was to it was to Joe Bob Goodwin that the case concerning trans kids being able to participate in sport and have full access to their educational opportunities. Joe Bob Goodwin dismissed that suit last week because he said it did not dis- because he said the legislation in question does not discriminate under Title IX because, and I quote, 
the plaintiff is a biological male. That felt like ants crawling all over me. The monumental stupidity of that old man. That old white man. To not even be remotely interested in discovering the evidence that was put forward before him. Uncontrovertible. That trans people do exist. That trans kids have real lives and deserve real rights. Piss on them, he said. Fuck them. So even a Democrat judge appointed by a Democrat president can't be counted on to speak up for the rights of marginalized children. Of course, maybe he's a little bit like Lewis Powell. We were talking about him a couple of weeks ago. Lewis Powell uh, famously said, you know, I never met a homosexual in my life. Never. At the same time that his one of his clerks was gay. Eighty-year-old Joe Bob probably think uh, uh, the only thing he could probably think of during the case was, you know, Corporal fucking Klinger. It was rough. But there are two states now that have moved to criminalize the existence of of trans people under the age of 26. And that is, it literally causes me to shake. Because it's not it's not far to the next move. And they're constantly going to be one upping themselves. Okay, so they passed one for twenty up to twenty six. What do you say we pass one just banning hormone replacement therapy for anyone in the state? Because the state has a legitimate state interest in making sure that trans people don't exist. Thank you, Steve. Um, yeah, there were no dissents. I'll be damned. Unsigned opinion. And so we're well past the uh, we're well past the halfway mark of the program. And in the meantime, uh, based on that the snippet of debate that we had earlier between uh, Thomas Mouser and Jim McGovern. Well, they've, they've got, the, they are, like I said before, it doesn't matter if they've got a majority of 100 or a majority of one. They will do what they want to do. So now there's going to be a brand new select committee to investigate the FBI and other agencies and uh, for daring to investigate 
terrorists who tried to overthrow the government of the United States. And they will claim that Liz Cheney weaponized the government of the United States, that Adam Kinzinger weaponized the government of the United States, that Bernie or Benny Thompson, chairman of the J6 committee, who is still in that body, weaponized the government of the United States. And it is going to be sickening to behold. Make no mistake. True, Fabio, the NAACP initially had white members and uh, probably still does. I don't know if that's objected to or not. I'm probably wrong about this. Um, but there is, you know, there's a movement out there for greater trans visibility. And I guess I'm part of it to one degree or another. Well, and let's see. Um, so we've got $430 to go in fundraising. It would be wonderful if we could, oh, say, knock down 180 of that. That'd be great. And I know that uh, I know that Matt and Matt in San Francisco and Ralphs would be tickled pink to have some folks stand alongside with her, with them, with Ralphs, her and Matt, him. <sighs> you know, as the Republicans say, pronouns is so confusing. Sorry. But anyway, anyway. Uh, let's um, let's let's go over and check in on the Skype line uh, with Scott. Hey, Scott, how are you? Hello. Apparently, Scott is on the run. I hear the sirens. Yeah. I think my ride's here. I don't know. Let me shut the door. Jeez. No, whenever I hear multiple sirens, you just never know what the hell's going on here in Caltown. Well, I don't know. I'm, I've got a – normally, I, you know me, I like to talk about topical stuff. Yeah. But I need uh, the, the wise ear of you, the horn master, mistress, and the rest of the horn family because I am really in a, in a bit of a fix. Yeah? Is, is today getting me out of my fixed day, Robin? Uh, it is if you need it to be. All right. You know, well, you know for the better part of more than roughly half of December I was laid up with my uh, bad leg in the, yeah. in, the ho- in the home. And I've been back a couple of weeks, and I just cannot get myself back into any, de- to any degree of, of sync, you know, uh, you know, standard everyday operating procedure. And I, I don't even know if I'm expressing it clearly. Well, maybe, maybe in, instead of just saying it generically, what do you feel like? What do you feel like you're not doing that you ought to be doing? Well, I, I you know, after you go through a, a little health thing, and you know, you get um, you get looked at and looked after and, and and sent home and you know, with other appointments ahead, inspected, know, neglected, and rejected. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, under half a ton of garbage. But uh, anyway, anyway. Nice, uh, nice, res- get, get, great call and response. Yeah. Well, I just love that. You know, I'm overdue 
normally it's a Thanksgiving tradition to listen to the uh, Alice's Restaurant Massacre all 18 and a half minutes or whatever it is, 21 and a half minutes. So I missed it this year. I'm going to have to uh, catch up on that because it's, there's something life-affirming. It, it gets you uh, centered, not centered, but you find where you are on the map. You know, the grand you are, yeah. the, the cosmic you are here sign in the great mole map of life. And and when you miss these things, that are regular traditions year after year, you feel obviously that something is missing and that your life is lacking just that degree of, of, of uh, familiarity. But anyway, I don't. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe everything is fine. Maybe it's only because it's rainy and cold that I'm. In, I'm not really in a funk. I just, you know, I, I'm back, but but I'm not fully back. Is what I'm saying. Normally, after after going through a little health uh, situation, and, and they give give you the okay to go home, and you've got other appointments ahead in the month, and you're getting back into a rhythm. Normally, I would be well underway back into, but here it is January. What is it, the tenth or something? And I, I, I just I feel like uh, uh, December and the Christmas season, the holiday season, was so much of a blur for me, being that much out of my ordinary routine. And I'm just having a little, you know, like an engine that doesn't quite catch. You know, getting back into into uh, 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 familiar rhythms and patterns and stuff. And I'm sure it'll pass. I just, I am not happy with the rain. Although. That's probably, uh, listen, in all honesty, that's probably a part of it, Scott. The, the, just the you're in sunny San Diego and, and, you know, you're not liking it very much. Pity the poor weather for, the, the, the pity, pity the poor weather, weather people. It, oh, they they spent yeah they, yeah all they have to do is you know, it's going to be another beautiful day in San Diego and all of a sudden oh, they've got actual weather. Au contraire, they live for weather like this. This is like this is like um, highlight. This is the highlight reel of the weather year for our forecasters here, and I use that term advisedly. It reminds I mean, me. It right. reminds me of something that got David Letterman fired once upon a time. Oh, you just said hailstones. The hailstones the size of canned hams. <laughs> I'll bet you he was a hoot doing local weather. Oh. I've, you know. Yeah. But no, seriously, all the. I am I am the queen of seasonal affective disorder syndrome. I mean, if I don't, it, we've talked on this program about getting like a French fry light or something just to, you know, put over <laughs> me and. Approximate some freaking sunlight. Now, would I have to wear one of them paper McDonald's hats? Only if you want to. Only if it turns you on. Because I mean, if you're going to run the equipment, you've got to have the gear. And in this case, it's a paper hat, and a, uh, there's a badge on your chest that says, "Hi, hi my name is," you know. Yes. <laughs> when, when hi, my name's name. Hojo Homni Grits. How may I help you? Oh, I had grits the other day. Uh, I can't have grits anymore. Oh, see, this is, you're no fun. You fell right over. You, you, uh, what, what is, is it the, is it the, uh, the blood sugar thing? Yeah, it's, it's the diabetes thing. Yeah, well, I, I'm taking, uh, whatever it is that they give me for it, and I'm, 
I'm not as careful as I should be with with my diet and stuff. But well, I'm, I'm I'm sort of folding this in with an overall plan to be happier and healthier, and so I'm I'm walking more and I'm getting more exercise. And oh, you you fool! <laughs> Don't be caught up in that trap. Happy, healthy. No, no, Jen, the, the, you know, uh, Annette and I were talking. I said, you know, look, the time to work on your uh, on your August beach bot is not July; it's January. Oh, it's, yeah, well, it's in the time when you wouldn't ordinarily focus on such things that's the key to it i think i joke about i joke about naked radio and 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 swimsuit radio and stuff like that i i gotta i got and, and it's horrifying to even think about i know well, this but is why I, i'm going to but i'm i'm going to wear a two-piece bathing suit this summer and i'm actually going to walk out of the house in it might even go somewhere with water near it that you know you, isn't my bathroom you've got more guts than i do i I can see uh, guts me are the guts are not well. I mean, it is. I'm trying to lose the tummy, but you know, it's not the guts I'm really worried about. Or is it this, hips, no, 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 no. Just leave it alone. This program's no. We're getting peril- well, we're getting perilously close to you know. Just no. Just don't. <laughs> uh, well, I I, I I just am trying to get a picture. I not a picture, but yeah, a sense. Never mind. I, I, uh, don't try to get the picture. You don't. You uh, don't. You don't want that. You want to be able to have dinner later today. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Come on. Maybe a hearty bowl. Since it's all gray and miserable and wet and shitty, maybe a maybe a hearty bowl of Senate bean, navy bean soup. Oh, I wish I had some. You know, I tried. To Still can't more find it. I know. Isn't that something? I don't understand it. It's not have a. Ch- even- well, yeah. Okay. It's a little harder now with the walker and everything, but uh, it's not. It's not that hard to make. No, but I, you know, I, uh, I, they do such a good job of it there in the Senate. Oh, yes, they do. And apparently they did a fine job of it wherever it was that uh, that was putting it in cans for you. Well, yeah, uh, Dominique was the name of the the brand. Uh, maybe she got busted. Maybe she was doing the whips and, and chains thing. No, maybe, point. well, no, maybe she, maybe she just, uh, maybe she was in violation of a trademark or or, or, or no, I the, think it's the rules, uh, the rules of the Senate. Oh yes, the arcane rules. We need to. Uh, oh, we, uh, there's some lady out there named Dominique making Senate Navy bean soup. We can't have that. I tell you, we can't uh, have it. Point of order, Senator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to uh, dig up Strom Thurmond and get him to give us. Oh no, let's don't and say we didn't. Anyway, get uh, on on I, the phone. Yes, <laughs> where are my pictures? Uh, <laughs> snuggles. The, Pooch. Uh, Sorry. Oh, you did. You've never done Casey Kasem on the program no, before. You're very good. I've tried to avoid that low these many years. You're good. That was good. What? Do it again. <laughs> and I couldn't do it again on a bet. On a dare. Now, now long distance dedication. Now, that's more like Gabby Hayes. Yes, Roy. Yes, yes, yes. the terrible to have all those people running around in your brain oh, you're yeah, clawing for attention? Now. Where's little Luke? My <laughs> <laughs> cracky. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, you may, you may not be feeling up to speed, but you've certainly worked wonders for me. That's right. Where's little Luke? Where's little Luke? Now, Where that's Walter Luke? Brennan. Quit it. We're the real McCoys. We are. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, uh, I'm glad I'm in a funk because this is making me feel much better. But anyway, I go to the door about every 38 minutes 
because my older brother back in the D.C. area is gifting me slightly belated. But then again, everything is slightly belated. What you know? What was my December? But anyway, any time now, I expect to get slippers. Slippers, Robin. Slippers. And I normally get a slippers new pair. with little children's ice cream. <laughs> Mandrick. Uh, <clears throat> normally, I get a new pair every year, but I was a little delayed this year. So he has decided to rectify that, and he, I told him. You know, that's one, really sweet of your brother. Oh, he's he's one of the kindest human beings on the planet. And I wish I could get back to visit with him. Because time is passing, and neither of us are getting any younger. And he's invited me several times, even offered to pay my way. And just for, for I guess the COVID thing was the thing that really has kept me I don't want to be in a pressurized aluminum tube at 34,000 feet uh, in a mostly maskless environment since they don't require anybody to take any precautions. I, that's the last thing I want to do. And it, it horrifies me that, I, you know, none of us is getting any younger and time marches on, waits for no human. And here we are. It's about as far as you can get from tickety-boo as I can determine. But why did I call? There was a, there was an actual reason for checking. Well, I mean, you were, you were, yeah, I think it's important that you were saying you just weren't feeling up to snuff. Are yeah, you getting, are I, you get, let me, are you getting around the apartment okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing fine in that regard. As a matter of fact, um, I, I, I'm looking at. Are you making coffee? Oh, no, a day doesn't pass when coffee is not made. I, uh, is it real or instant? Oh, no, it's the real deal. Okay, uh, okay, okay. I keep a jar of instant for those times when... Yeah, I get it. You know, you know what the other thing is that I have gotten into lately? Um, it's sort of a, a late night or a nighttime alternative to, to coffee because I don't have decaffeinated coffee. It's all the real, the strong stuff. But at night, I've gotten, have you seen on the, in the, uh, I guess on the condiment shelf or whatever, I can't believe it's not bullion or something like that in the little jars. And you, no, no, you're talking about better than bullion? Better, better than bullion. Gotta I, live for that stuff. Oh, God, I, I just, maybe it was you that turned me on to it. But as a nighttime... The roasted hot... beef, the, the roasted chicken. Oh, oh, God. Yeah, I mean, isn't it wonderful? Just to sip at it like a cup of tea. But here's what you do. You take a couple of uh, drops, three to five drops of Tabasco, and and, and then fix the, uh, the uh, better than bouillon as directed. Oh, it's wonderful. It's, it's just one of life's little cold winter night pleasures. Absolutely, and I was very lucky because uh, uh, I was gifted uh, a jar of the better, because I can't get it around here, the Better Than Bullion Lobster. I didn't even know they made it, though. Oh, they do, and it's fabulous. Is it, is it tasty like a real lobster is? Uh, it's lobster broth. I mean, it just is. Oh, and Lord. yes, and, I'm going to look for that because... Uh, yeah, if I had known, I would have... Uh, I mean, it's, lo it's fishy, it's lobstery, but that's not a complaint for me. Yeah, well, when you're from New England, and you're a lobsterman, and uh, you've got your slip no, I saw on. a video the other day. I'm a big fan of Uncle Roger, who is um, 
uh, Malaysian guy, uh, and he. Uh, Uncle Roger. Yeah, See, he's 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 a he's a com- he's uh, he's a comedian, and um, he created this character called Uncle Roger, who critiques like, you know, cele- famous chefs who try to make Asian food. Oh, I bet you that's fun. It's hilarious, especially when he goes after uh, Jamie Oliver. Now, is he done up like the Gorton's Fisherman? No, 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 no. He just wears an orange polo shirt, and he puts puts on a thick Asian accent, and he's got his catchphrases, and um, no, he's just hilarious. But I watched him. uh, He traveled to some other YouTube or TikTok or whatever show up in New England, and dude showed him how to make classic New England lobster rolls. Oh, I picture those were. Good. Oh, I mean, I, that I was par- I was, you know, this is before I couldn't have bread. It was perilous, perilously close to licking the screen. Okay, it was bad, Scott. It was bad. Oh, dear, dear, that is serious. Yes, when you and he, ta- you know, he, 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 he taught Uncle Roger how to sex the lobster and figure out if it's a boy lobster or a girl lobster. Now I know how to do it with a hard shell crab. And then and then and then showed him how to kill them. Either way. Well, how do you sex a lobster? Uh, you turn the lobster up upside down, and there are some little like fin type things up where near where the tail meets the uh, thorax. And they look like they look one way if it's male, and they look another way if it's female. And it's terribly the, exciting to lobsters. Oh, I'm sure. Yes, funny is where you find it. In this case, but like did you the, did you know that? Oh my God, the okay, com, complicated. But you know who Jordan Peterson is? Yes. Um, he's one of these manosphere assholes. Sadly, yes. Uh, he's got a PhD, and it means piled higher and deeper. Yes, indeed. And uh, he, <laughs> he he has suggested in the past that humans need to order society like lobsters do, which has earned him which has earned him names like Lobster Daddy, Lobster King. Uh, and so he talks about how dominant male lobsters are over female lobsters. But he never get. This is the fun part. He never gets around to explaining lobster sex. And I'm not kidding. This is real. <laughs> lobsters initiate sex because. Uh, okay, Matt. Point taken. Matt, how do you sex a lobster? You two, always into the gutter you go. Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, you ask it. them out first. I mean, you don't just send them a lobster sex organ pick on Grinder or anything. Well, you, uh, must wear the, you must wear the bib, you know, before you proceed. So when, when, when it's, when it's, when it's lob, male lobsters are notoriously hateful and vicious, and, and, and so the female lobster will approach the male lobster and then back off when the male lobster gets really hateful. And, and she will do this time after time until the lobster lets her get close enough, and then she turns around and pees all over him. Oh, well, listen, I, I've had dates like that myself. But I, I, I knew the minute I said uh, I knew there would be a, I knew that there would be a riposte. I, uh, I believe her name was Wilhelmina, <laughs> as I recall. She, uh, Wilhelmina. 
she was well over four feet and uh, just had oh, about uh, the height of Lauren Bobblehead Bobert then. She had a look in her eye that should have uh, should have warned me off, to tell you the truth. But uh, no, I was there. No, you stuck around, and the next thing you know, you're covered in pee. Back in those days, I was a fearless fool. Live and learn, I say. Live and learn. But anyway, so. But Lobster Daddy never mentions the fact that uh, the the that guy lobsters like to be peed on. Well, you, we are dealing with a with a right winner. They um, they have interesting and, and they like to overlook they they overlook the things that uh, they find uncomfortable. Well, and see, I find fault really. I have to. In in anyone proclaiming a, a doctrine wherein we must order our, ourselves, not unlike lobsters. I mean, is this as is this as far as we've come in in uh, in, in pro- progressing? And hey, and, thinking and, like that apparently gets you a PhD in psychology in Canada. I got nothing. Oh yeah, but it's written in crayon. But this is again. This is the same dude that talks about having dreams of having se- about having sex with his grandmother. You know, you're right, Lee in New York. I'm going to try to change the to, to change the tenor of this conversation. I don't know how much luck we're going to have. Lee just said TMI. Robin licking the TV screen, lobster <laughs> sex. I'm afraid what I'm afraid of what's what's next, and rightfully well, so. Should we should we take a Yui? Make a Yui? Or something because it sounds like something you have to pay for. Uh, uh, only once, only once. Although I, I did, I did see an ad the other day that kind of pissed me off. Once that itch is scratched, well, you're you're good to go. Um, once the bug bites you, you live with the sting. Um, and meanwhile, Emilio says lobsters are into water sports. Well, I mean, they do live in it. Well, yeah. Ew, tasty, yeah. sick perverts. <laughs> You know that, but this just get you know this just proves the point of W. C. Fields, who, when invited to come in swimming, said, "No, fish fucking that, yeah, yeah, yeah. fish peeing that." But <laughs> no, um, I did see an ad that kind of chapped my butt the other day. Okay. It was a, it was an ad for one of these one of the Buick SUVs. Buick. Um, now the Buick owners are going to send me hate mail and cancel their subscriptions or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I hope. Um, but it was all, you know, they've got self-driving technology on these things now. So you can, and, and it was a car, it was a, it was a Buick full of women. You know, you remember when, um, remember when Bishop Willard Romney had binders full of women? Well, this is a Buick full of women. Well, of course, yeah. And you see the Buick pull up to Parallel Park. Is there a banner on the side, Orem or Bus? <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to pull you out of this funk yet. Uh, yes, I, I um, can only hope. But the, the the Buick pulls up, and there's it's filled. There's there's not a guy in the car, and all the women are talking about how they hate parallel parking. And then, lo and behold, there's some computer gizmo inside the Buick that will do all the parallel parking, so the women don't have to worry their 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 their, their empty little heads about parallel parking ever again. And I just saw that, and I thought, why is it, why is this? Who's who's the marketing genius here? Who decided that that car? Well, why can't why can't that car be a man and a woman? 
or a carload of men talking about how they hate parallel parking. Parallel parking's a pain in the ass, okay? It is. I mean, back in the day, I've I've heard, I've actually heard that it's not even on the driver's test in West Virginia anymore. I don't know, or or other states. Well, wait a minute. She had my maternal, or yeah, maternal grandmother, Mrs. Katie, uh, had a a 55 uh, Mercury sedan. Had fins on the back. Oh, my mom had a Mercury Turnpike Cruiser of similar vintage. It was a beauty. And she'd sit there with her little hat on her head and the little Jesus, plastic Jesus on the dashboard, looking at her, not looking out at the rest of the people. And she would drive down Braddock Road like a bat out of hell. And you'd wave to her. You'd yell to her. And she, eyes dead ahead. And and hands at little gnarly fingers at 10 and 2. The woman with a mission in her little, uh, well, she had the Mercury, and then she got, in the early 60s, she got a little a little comet because the Mercury got to be too much for her. But the damn thing had had curb feelers by it next to the back tires. You know, that, that metal rod that sticks out so that when you hear it up against the curb, you know that you're right there. You're, you're parked and set you know, to get out and do your shopping, your marketing, whatever it is that <laughs> that she would do. And she would just drive like a bat. Oh. And there was this mysterious button on the dashboard. You would press it and a little green light would come on. And I think it had to do with the oil pressure or something. Rather than to get out of the car and look at the gauge or whatever, you would press it and if it remained green, you were still you were good to go with your oil pressure, but she told me that that it always used to ask you know nanny what does this button do, and she said well when you press it we just zoom on down the lane, it's just how she would put it, and sing she would sing as she drove and, and chomping on her chiclets, these are childhood memories that no one can ever take from my experience. <clears throat> anyway, that's. Uh, no, I didn't. What year is this? Put me back in the present. Yeah, th- this want... would be 2023. 1955, though, I mean, I've got a picture of my mom standing in front of her Mercury Turnpike Cruiser. Her dad sold Mercury's. Was it a two-tone? Deal? Oh, yes, because it was. Those, those were hot. Yeah, uh, with fins. Yes. And she's standing there in a strapless evening gown, uh, pink. Hi, Mom. Um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> and, and this big poofy skirt, and they were going down to the Greenbrier for some dinner. Oh, a soiree. Oh, it was, and and, and her, her big sister had a match, a gown that absolutely matched, only it was in baby blue. So there were my, there were my, my aunt and my mother standing there in trans flag colors. If only they knew. Uh, <laughs> you know, the little things, like you said, the little things that just, you know, nobody can take that away from me. Oh, no, not at all. But but anyway, no, it just, it just, it just kind of got under my skin, because uh, it, it it plays into the old trope of yeah, women drivers. I mean, I'm guessing guys would like that because you know they can probably just take their hands off the wheel, push the button, and continue to you know drink their beer or whatever. So the um, selling the selling point the the uh, the whole ad is about never having to actually parallel park again. Well, see, Rosser Reeves, the uh, uh, advertising executive back in the 50s and 60s who gave us those hideous Anderson commercials oh, where Jesus. you got the, the hammer in the head yes. and the electronic, 
you know, sure you've got a headache. Make that sound feel, again. Sure you've got a headache. Feel tense and irritable. But don't take it out on Tommy. You wench. <laughs> or the other one. You know, the woman's in the, in the kitchen fixing dinner and the mother-in-law trying to be helpful. It's the oh, mother-in-laws. Mild suggestion. And the woman who's obviously suffering from the migraine from hell says, Mother, please, I'd rather do it myself. Oh, and God, the damn, the, then they had the Anison that we drug right up, you know, because God uh, help us, you know, keep us from pain, keep us from anything, <laughs> you know, like. I was running to the shelter of her mother's little helper and she okay. finds a frozen cake and it, whatever. That's Valium, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Mother's best friend. Mother's little friend. Jeez. God, did you... Did the, drug that kept, to... the, the drug that kept countless mothers from putting their husband's head in a bowling bag. Oh, indeed. Indeed. Um, oh, my goodness. We, I, we've ranged all over the terrain. Yeah. Yeah, we have. And, that. Well, that's and... our job, Scott. <laughs> But and there was there was a reason I was calling in, and it wasn't just because of the funk. There was there was something good I was going to report. Oh, I got game. but uh, but I got I got to I got to let you know this because uh, Matt just jumped in with an absolute truth. Jeez, subject line parking. Why didn't Buick just put some Asian folks in the car and just plunge all the way into stereotype hell? <laughs> but see, I wonder about the account executive at the agency and who's in charge of the Buick account on the Buick side of it. That is like, that's shoddy advertising. But see the, some genius there uh, thought, Hey, this'll be great because this is inclusive. There's not a man in the ad. Well, that's <sighs> not quite the point, Jasper. <laughs> no, it isn't. You know, that, that's, yeah. you, you, you uh, I just I don't I I really think that advertising was better when David Ogilvy had a hand in it. Oh, and Ogilvy and Mather. Oh God, I mean, you, you know, some of those, the 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 uh, the Rolls Royce print ad had the classic headline of all headlines: "At 60 miles per hour, the loudest noise is made by the electric clock." Tick. I mean. Take. You want to read the rest Take. of that ad? Eh, it's a living. You know, but God, this. You no, you know, you sent me immediately to Dappy Duck. You know, when the giant opens his pocket watch and Dappy's there in the pocket watch, and tick, tick, tick. Eh, it's a living. And this is after Bugs has said, "I wonder what ever happened to that screwy duck." Tick, tick, tick. <laughs> eh, it's a living. Was it like a uh, a? Was it a Daffy or a Bugs cartoon? No, it's Bugs and Daffy. It's uh, it's 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 the uh, Bugs and Daffy version of uh, uh, Jack and the Beanstalk. Oh yeah, the Magic Beans. And what happened to the cow? Didn't they sell the cow to get the beans? No, nah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It didn't work out that way. Uh, the the Beanstalk starts growing like I think it starts growing next to like Bugs's hole or something. And wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, okay, wait, wait, right? stop. That's just... Mandrake, cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take that. We'll take that. We'll take that. We'll take that out in post. Okay. Yeah, it's red. Okay. <laughs> it's not like the program's <laughs> live or anything, or anybody's listening. Yeah. No, that's true. It's, 
Oh, God. <laughs> I know. I know. Bugs, Daffy, and the Giant. Oh, no. dear God. They won't. <sighs> the New York Times. Now what? Breaking news. Biden's surprised to learn classified documents were found in private office. And he didn't know what they contained. Well, that would be... I swear, I think... No, I think he's fishing him. I think he's fishing him. They're about to take the bait, and he's just going to set the hook and reel. Set. Oh, but I do have some news, because we can't... This can't all just be uh, fun and frivolity. Um, in, uh, uh, well, in keeping with what I have already said was going to be happening... Uh, Representing Pat Fallon of Texas, uh, back on January 3rd, first day of the new Congress, he actually filed a motion to impeach um, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas because of the because of the crisis at the southern border. And so uh, that was January 3rd, and. uh, well, they haven't said whether they'll take it further, these articles of impeachment, but they probably will. And then the Senate will have to, they're trying to, they're trying to, they've been calling for his resignation. They're trying to force his hand. He failed to maintain operational control over the border, willfully provided perjurious, false, and misleading testimony to Congress, knowingly slandered his own hard-working Border Patrol agents and misled the general public. See, this is where I, I would be on board with the Dick Cheney approach to an accusation, real or imagined. This is where the Democrats need to, you know, rent a pair and say, so, or or word to that effect. These fuckers are just... They are they are scrambling and crawling all over one another to be the first in line to make an issue of any goddamn thing to come. Well, and mind. they're doing it. I mean, they're uh, and I said they would do this. Um, to, um, let's see, day before yesterday, no, yesterday, yesterday, this is Tuesday, yesterday, Monday, they uh, followed through on their promise to gut the Office of Congressional Ethics. And this is not a joke. Upon the vote, George Santos said, Fantastic! (laughs) Well, he should. I mean, I think it's fantastic, he said. Damn. Uh, It was part of the rules package. It passed 220 to 213. And it just, this is going to be mayhem. And now, as a matter of payback, and oh boy, um, uh, this I think this would call for maybe some protests from people from the various districts against the weaker speaker. Um, weaker speaker Kevers has confirmed that he will prevent Adam Schiff, Eric Swalwell, and Ilhan Omar uh, from be- taking seats on the Intel and Foreign, Amer- Foreign Affairs committees. Yeah, I heard that was a... Promises made, promises kept. That was from uh, representing Troy Nels, a member of the Feedum Carcass, 
bragging about it. Let me ask you, though, is it too much to put it this, this exact way that I'm about to put it? Is this the biggest clusterfuck since mission accomplished? Oh, it's gonna, it's no, it's gonna put, it's, it's gonna put that so far in the distance nobody will ever think of it again. This is gonna, this is gonna make people forget Benghazi, and but her emails. No, this is gonna be two years of absolute mayhem, Scott. When does uh, Rod Serling come out smoking a cigarette, explaining the plot of tonight's episode, or the epilogue? Better yet, at the very end, explaining to us what we just witnessed. I mean, this is fucking Twilight Zone. Yeah, Adam, Adam Schiff, and Ilhan Omar, and and uh, um, Eric Swalwell are going to be kept off committees, even though they've never attended a white supremacist rally or you know cuddled up against any Nazis. Are are we going to be back in the non-official uh, sessions? They can't even call them hearings. Whose administration was it when uh, they, the, 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 our side had to resort to non-official uh, uh, meetings in a ballroom somewhere just to get anything done in terms of, of airing things and, and getting them before the public? This, this is madness. This is well, like, I mean, they're, they're uh, going to – again, again, Scott, I said it doesn't matter if they've got a majority of 100 or 1. They are going to do what they want to do. And every time the Senate, uh, every time the Senate shuts them down, they're going to get a little bit madder, and they'll take it out on the American people in September when we have to raise the debt ceiling again. Oh, I don't even want to think about that. I mean, you know, if they had as much trouble as they had deciding on a speaker, you know, that they put but the, there. But that was the hard part. Uh, now the chaos and cruelty part uh, is is just well. There's as far as they're concerned, there's no downside. We have to hope there's a way to figure out a downside. Um, by the way, Stephen New York just said the two year the two year trip to the toilet zone. But at least we have the free press to hold them accountable. Steve said, "I just spit milk out of my nose writing that." Yeah, I've been. Yeah, New York Times is New York. New York Times is off and running, but Joe Biden's secret documents. Yeah, but it, uh, the, uh, at best, this at best the Joe Biden document case, it, which is a nothing burger. At best, that is a case of negligence on the part of someone, not Joe Biden. Okay. Well, it's, Someone who isn't Joe Biden. On the other hand, Nitwit Nero actually participated in stealing classified materials from the United States. Well, yeah. Yeah, I was happy to do it. Yeah, I know. I know. It's 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 difficult and weird. But, um, you know, over at MSNBC, Richard Painter wrote an opinion piece pointing out that uh, among the pages and pages of revelations from Trump's taxes, new details about his foreign entanglements that are most frightening from the vantage point of national security. I mean, he, he uh, Trump had foreign bank accounts from 2015 to 2020. 
including a bank account in China from 2015 to 2017. China. Uh, that was connected to Trump International Hotels Management in China. He had business dealings in Azerbaijan, Brazil, Canada, the Dominican Republic, Georgia, country not state, Grenada, India, Indonesia, Ireland, Israel, Mexico, Panama, the Philippines, Puerto Rico, Qatar, South Korea, St. Martin, St. Vincent, Turkey, the United Arab Emirates, and the United Kingdom. Jesus, I'm surprised North Korea is not on there. And Iran. Well, you know, it, uh, all of this could, was easily avoided, avoidable had people in sufficient number with sufficient sense and 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 uh, and and taking an active interest in their in their well-being and that of the republic had voted in a manner consistent with all those things but you can't rely on it in all places in all races and 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 all uh, situations there's always going to be these these morons who who they, they're it's like chaos agents like uh, they 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 can't get enough madness underway to suit themselves there there are no limits nothing is ever enough with the, with the with the with the madness and the abuses and the you know hell we got all outraged four years ago when when Nixon was doing rat fucking well, For, that, you mean that, 40 50 yeah I mean that's like uh, that's that's that is so uh, uh, mild uh, you know so as not to even be registering on the old uh, outrage meter no. These people are playing for for stakes that. These people I'm are fascists. Even, okay, that's that well, we. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I, I think but, we have to say that over and over and over again. These are the, this is not the, this is not your grandfather's Republican Party. This isn't the I like Ike Republican Party, which was problematic in its own rights. This yeah, this is they weren't this is shit crazy and out of control. No, and, and hell bent for whatever. I mean, it's a hell of a thing when you when you care so little about the future of yourselves or anybody else that you just you. It's like going down the road blind drunk, blindfolded, and one hand tied behind your back, and it's your dominant hand. It, it, I, I've run out of ways to express my exasperation with with these assholes. And it's not even mid-January. We've got too long. Was it Steve that was saying two years of this shit? Yeah, and we did. There used to be a, a show on the radio, and then maybe later TV. Can you top this? Where they would tell jokes, and they would try to top one another with each one doing a funnier joke. And it's like the, the "Can you top this?" from hell. You know, with 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 Satan. Or actually, well, yeah, it, it, conceptually, yes, but it's more like a case of how low can you go? Well, yeah. This is this yeah, is yeah, this is this is fascist limbo. I I, I just I, I I'm if I were channeling my inner Casey, I would ponderous. This is just ponderous. Ponderous, man, ponderous. 
Uh, Steve notes, uh, just plain stupid, but Trump knows how to completely flood the zone to make bailing out virtually impossible. There's just too much for us to be upset about because every revelation is worse than the last one. And that, in all, all, all honesty, that is the... That's the challenge I face every afternoon. Trying to keep the program current, but at the same time, trying to prioritize and do triage on what is an otherwise just another day of madness. And we've only just started. Well, yeah, that's that's see, that's the hell of it, Robin. It, it's. It, I, I just, I, it's very seldom that I find myself, you know, just utterly speechless, gobsmacked and tongue-tied. Well, you know, when you really start looking at it, the, the, the state of things, and, and and the, as far as you can see over, you know, down the, 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 the highway of life, there's no end, end to it in sight. And you can't shame them into appropriate behavior because they have no shame. They revel in their uh, in their uh, their pig-headedness and their obstinance. They're like two-year-olds, and I, that's unfair to many of the two-year-olds in today's world. There are some two-year-olds who are actually better behaved. Than some of these fuckers. I've got a seven-month-old in there that's better behaved. And, and what do you see? Here's the, 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 the ultimate question: What do you do when faced with this sort of opposition? Because it's not opposition in the usual sense that we, you know, can dance with. You can't even dance. No, with this that. is no, this is this is barbarians through the gates and into the citadel. This is, you know, this is this is the this is the Greek army out of the Trojan horse inside Troy, and what are they going to do? They're going to they're going to kill everybody and burn it to the ground. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it it's kind of a. Most people don't read it this way because they aren't necessarily taught it. But the Iliad and the Odyssey, the heroes are not the Greeks. The heroes of the Iliad in particular, are the noble, upstanding Trojans. And the, the, the whole thrust of the story is a cautionary tale to a more modern Greek world, say, you know, classical Greece. Um, don't behave like those assholes. And that's, that's not a difficult lesson to learn. No. Yet there, there are those who struggle with it for some unknown reason. Well, don't get me started because it's not Wednesday, but I mean, the Old Testament's the same way. I, I just... I know. I, I, boy, that was a kill. That was a, <laughs> we a buzz kill. No, well, no. I mean, you're, you're right to point this stuff out because... You know, sometimes I do my whistling through the graveyard uh, routine. Well, I, I remember when you first started this call, uh, calling this program. Uh, you were you were our sunshiny little optimist. Look what look what I've done to you. Well, and it's not so much that I have lost any of my optimism, but.
but I'm not a fool. I mean, I can look, you know, with the, the old uh, uh, line from Red Fox, when you can read the handwriting on the wall, you're in the toilet, you know? Yeah. Well, Steve in New York just said, opposing, opposing? They're like the owner of a house standing in the middle of their burning home, laughing because the smell of the burning house makes the rest of us wince. And no, that's not that's not a bad analogy. No, uh, it's not. And, because and, it, it's indicative of the madness and the unreality. You know, I don't know what planet these people are from, but they need to head home uh, for regrooving or something. <laughs> regrooving. Okay. Uh, no, I always love that. Uh, but uh, you want to you want to see their true nature back when they were debating the rules pa- package. The fucking Republican majority turned off the C-SPAN cameras, Scott. Why? Well, they didn't want to see people scream. That you know, they, they didn't want to run the risk of Mike Rogers wrapping his hands around Matt Gates's neck or anything. You know, live TV. But I thought C-SPAN had the ultimate say-so in in the. Uh... No, Congress does. Oh well, that's stupid. I mean, the C-SPAN in their advertising says a public service, you know, to keep the people informed as to what's going on on the hills, okay, on the hill. I mean, well, they need to rework the uh, slogan because if Congress has the ultimate authority to kill the feed in a literal way, what does that tell you about the, the people's right to know, first of all? Or Well, uh, piss on that. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Jesus. And you know, me, just mean. I'm just kind of bouncing around story to story. Um, there's a brand new speaker of the House in the state of New Mexico. Um, his name is Representative Javier Martinez. And uh, the new legislature will convene on January 17th. And he comes from Albuquerque. And uh, he's had bullets fired at his home. Yeah, I heard about that. And there, and somebody's shooting at the campaign headquarters in a law office of two Democrats in the uh, New Mexico House. That's a total of six shootings since December. And this is in the land of enchantment, I think is what they call themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, insofar as New Mexico uh, sits between Arizona, which is getting less crazy, but, you know, people like our pal Sumon will tell you it's still crazy. And, God, Texas, you know, it was it was a little haven of sanity, but not that much. And then there's, uh, then the, you remember Ryan Shrinky Zinky? He was a well, member. Of the, he was a he member was, of the Nitwit Nero cabinet. Yes. And uh, he's back in Congress. Uh, he's uh, he's the other member of the House delegation from Montana, Stan. And today he uh, lost his. Well, he he kind of lost his shit. Ranting on the floor of the House about, well, let me just play it. It's nuts. Stand by. Okay. (laughs) Get the hockey puck. 
Get down we found thing. another marginalized community. I have. I, 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 I was thinking about this earlier when you were talking about Gabby Hayes. That'll be the hint. Montana. Gentleman from Montana is recognized for two minutes. Mr. Speaker, I rise today in support of a select committee to investigate the weaponization of the federal government, something I have a lot of experience firsthand. I proudly served as the 52nd Secretary of Interior, and despite the deep state's repeatedly attempts to stop me, I stand before you as a duly elected member of the United States Congress. Now, bear in mind, Scott, this guy was run out of his cabinet post as Secretary of the Interior because he was more crooked than a dog's hind leg. Yeah. You know, when this guy goes to <laughs> when this guy goes to his long home, they will have to bury him standing up because he's too crooked to bury. Yeah. Yeah, laying down. And tell you that a deep state exists and it is perhaps the strongest covert weapon the Deep State, Deep State. Tell us tell us more about the QAnon, Ryan left has against the American people. There is no doubt the federal government deep state coordinates with liberal activists and uses politicians and willing media to carry their water. And how does he know this? Well, he gets messages through the fillings in his teeth. That's how. <laughs> the deep state runs secret messaging campaigns with one goal in mind, to increase its power to censor and persuade the American people. Uh Hold on. If it's a secret messaging campaign, Scott. How do we know about it? It's not a very good messaging <laughs> campaign. I mean, I haven't even heard about it on the trans agenda. And and you know, and you know, we can do, we can we can cause like volcanoes and shit, earthquakes, smog, dark money group. From? Montana, Stan. Oh, Montana. Okay, go ahead. But now he's going to explain to us who the deep state's really coming after. Funded by liberal billionaires and foreign investors funnel money to shell organizations and repeatedly attempt to destroy the American West. In many cases, they want to wipe out the American cowboy completely, remove public access to our lands, and turn Montana into a national park. What is he channeling his inner John Wayne? He's got that quality to his voice. Where it's I'll see here, Pilgrim. Pilgrim? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I've never met a Texas Ranger who didn't drink water out of a muddy hoof print. Sure. Jesus Christ. Really? The deep state is after all the cowboys? Well, okay. Um <laughs> Give him another quarter. Let him ride the mechanical horse. You know, he's he's got his chest. All these years finger. I've been listening to Paula Cole singing Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? And I didn't realize it was a deep deep state conspiracy. This is what, you know, the, you can imagine, imagine them. Was it Blazing Saddles that had the campfire scene? Yeah, with the beans. With their fucking beans. And, <laughs> oh, my God. You... This is the this is what this is the this is the loyal opposition. This is the other side. A whooping and a whooping. Well, we run a number six on them. And we're the left and the, the left and they 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 just and the deep state. It's so deep. It's deep. Don't you see how deep it is, my friend? 
That's why it's so dangerous, because it's so deep, and they got all the secret messaging. Well, it sure as hell is getting deep. Well, goddamn, the secret messaging. I mean, you know how that shit plays out. We may be past the Christmas season, but you know, the message is always make sure and drink your Ovaltine. Oh, of course. <laughs> God almighty. It, it's, they want... it's... No, go ahead. No, no, you let him go ahead. It's, it's... He's on a roll. It's so rare that someone makes less sense than I do. I think they should be given enough rope to, you know, go ahead. <laughs> okay, you sure? Oh, but why, why the fuck not? Okay. It's Tuesday. <laughs> I had... Here we are. The war on Christmas barely over, and now it's the war on cowboys. Cowboy completely remove public access to our lands and turn Montana into a national park. They want to control our land and our lifestyle. Mr. Speaker, I'd like to submit a five-part five series of investigative articles by the... I'd like to see that fucker put one foot in a stirrup and hoist himself up on a, on a horse just once. Any moment now, he's going to break out into a rousing chorus of buffalo gals. Would you come out tonight? Would you come out tonight? Would you come out tonight? Uh. And they're going to... The attendants are going to show up with the net. And, and the long sleeve. No, you know, if, if this back. was if this was a, if this was a more highfalutin studio, we'd actually intro this with Frank Zappa. I may be moving to Montana soon, just to raise me up a crop of dental floss, raising <laughs> it up, waxing it down, put it in a little tin box that I can sell uptown just by myself. I wouldn't have no boss, just. Me and my lonely dental floss. Why is that still in my head? Because it was know. brilliant. The Capitol Research Center entitled Arabella's Long War, Keep It in the Ground, in the congressional record. We all knew politics was ugly, but we need to investigate and uncover corruption no matter where it lies. It's time to bring light to the shadows of the deep state and do our duty. Mr. Speaker... And I he hope my duty. colleagues and I will join sure me in supporting this critical piece of oversight oh, investigation. Right. So we're going to waste, a, oh, I don't know, $20, $30 million on uh, investigating the disappearance of the cowboy. Uh, you know, last I heard, the, 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 the demise of the cowboy came with the uh, rise of the barbed wire fence and the closing of the open range. Now, you understand, when this guy says cowboy, you know who, and, and he's, what he's bitching about is the Bureau of Land Management. You know who he means when he says cowboy? Oh, and anyone uh, allegedly impinging upon their freedom. To no, no, no. When he want. says cowboy, he means ammonium nitrate Bundy and his daddy, uh, the uh, cloven, oh. let me tell you about the Negro Bundy. Oh, dear, sweet, merciful Jesus. I hadn't even considered that. Yeah, that's that's what he means by yeah, because remember, well, doesn't he mean, doesn't he mean Cloven outlaw? Cloven Bundy started an insurrection out uh, out west, in which uh, right wing fascist cowboys were putting sniper scopes on the heads of federal agents. Uh, Matt writes in from San Francisco: remove public access to the land and make it a national park. Isn't a national park the ultimate public access? I'm confused. Matt, I'm confused. We're all con And we're still <laughs> waiting to find out about the 
Secret deep state messaging. Yeah, anybody else that did this, you know, it's Gary Jerry's talked about it. Anybody else that did this, it, well, I mean, if it was in Florida, they'd get Baker acted. Anywhere else, it's called a mental hygiene proceeding or something along those lines. Uh, tell us more about the uh, secret messaging of the deep state, Mr. Zinke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? Okay. And uh, has this got anything to do with uh, purity of essence? or? I remember a study years ago. I don't know where I read of it. But it had to do with people whose surname begins with, a, say, the last ten letters of the alphabet being just a couple of notches off of, 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 of correct or sane or, or something. And this guy's name is, is Zinke. Now, the last time I checked... Z-I-N-K-E. The last time I checked Z was the last letter of the alphabet. So you know this guy is running him a case of it, which ain't good. This poor bastard is just like, he's not even within hailing frequency of reality. Even the far-fetched reality that you sometimes run into. This poor bastard, he's so far gone that the, 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 you, the guys in the suits with the nets need to be at hand. And take him downstairs, you know, and give him a, a, a bowl of bean soup and get him the hell out of there. Good God. I, I mean... I know, I know. Oh, and uh, here, let me... I did it again. I'm so sorry. Let me bring on uh, whoever's on the stress line to uh, ride out the program. Hey, welcome to the program. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's happened before, Robin. Well, and that's the problem, Dave. Stuck. I'm sorry. Hey, Dave. <laughs> I got... uh, now, uh, now, I do have a bone to pick with you. Earlier on in your conversation, Scott, you began ruining dinners in time zones, and I have to file a gimmick infringement complaint against you. Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's, that. that's that's true. That's true because uh, I didn't mean to. You have you have been previously cited, Dave, but don't think you have to one up Scott or anything. We're almost safely out of the program. <laughs> well, I understand that, and I'll try to behave myself, unlike certain recuperating members of the uh, Horn Family Community Congregation in uh, in Drizzly, uh, San Diego at the moment. Um, you guys were mentioning uh, David Letterman earlier getting fired for for saying a one-off. Uh, when I was growing up in Muncie, Indiana, he was at Ball State. And he worked at WERK as an on-air person. He was doing an internship or something there. And he was famous for doing that stuff in the afternoons, you know, just to keep the uh, audience awake. Uh, At that time, WERK was a top 40 station. And I remember as a kid hearing him on the radio. And then he did uh, local weather in Indianapolis shortly thereafter, and then it went on. He went on to bigger and better things, and ended up owning a a uh, 
IndyCar uh, team that won the 500 the year after he retired from the late show. So I guess you can tell stupid jokes on the radio and make money and make your fortune. Yeah, or not. I told the Brazilian joke earlier, and that was about the end of fundraising for the evening, so we got that going for us. The Brazilian joke. Don't, don't. You'll just catch it on the podcast. I, 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 I missed that joke, so I'm not even going to attempt to revive anything about it. Yeah, thank don't you. Don't worry. God, the, the entire Horn uh, Family Community uh, Congregation thanks you. I, uh, but I do have a, uh, a couple of updates for you. Please do, yes. Uh, Christine, Christine will be uh, heading to Heinz in April or, or thereabouts uh, for some retraining, and then she'll be going and uh, getting some training uh, for her guide dog. And, Excellent. Um, uh, I have been helping her all day, try to straighten things out with her health insurance and things like that. I figured out a way, the way to make a three-way call, and I connect the call for her, and then she talks to them, and I handle all the button pushing for her. So that that worked out. We spent an hour and a half total today on things that should have only taken about 20 minutes but but then again technology uh, it's not a good day when you, when you spend an hour with Amazon trying to get them squared away oh I can, we got yeah. sent so many we got sent so many departments I thought I was dealing with the federal government um, and I kept thinking to myself, well, you can't get here, there from here. Oh, my God. It's better to but Christine, in her infinite wisdom, and this is pure genius, decided to order her birthday dinner early. Her birthday is in February. She went to a Domino's and put in the order for her birthday, and they're going to call her before they go and deliver it. And I'm spending her birthday with her, so we're going to be having some Domino's pasta bowls or something. I, I don't know what she's ordered, but she she's pre-ordered a month ahead, almost, and. Uh, She's getting kind of pissed off. Now, for those of you of a literary bent who like get deeply into politics, I mean, there's nobody on this program that would ever get into that. But uh, for those of you who do, there is a book I've been listening to on Audible called Enabling Act. It's a history of how the ADA came about and uh, who was involved in crafting it, what all the obstacles were, and what the act does and doesn't do as of 2015 when the book was written. Um, and the old adage of, you know, two things that people don't want to know is how laws and sausages are made, it definitely applies to this book. 
a certain future uh, West Virginia attorney general before he became a drug dealer was involved in pushing it through for the Bush administration, uh, trying to limit the uh, scope of of the uh, civil rights of disabled folks because they wanted it to go more in line with uh, those for uh, the uh, Civil Rights Act of 1964 and such. And uh, it happens that the, the big argument was whether drug abusers and gay folks would be counted among the disabled. There were a couple of trans women who had cases prior to the ADA that probably would have prevailed had the ADA been in effect at the time their cases were uh, being decided. But uh, they, uh, it, it was both, uh, there were points where it was heartwarming. They were voting on the act the day of what was called the Great Crawl. It was a protest by disabled people crawling up the 85 steps leading to the front of the Capitol. And there was a story of an eight-year-old girl with cerebral palsy who decided that she would participate in the protest because she was afraid people of her generation wouldn't be represented. And um, that that hit me, and I said, that a girl, that a girl, you know. I mean, I, 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 I've climbed hills and taken hours to do it. Uh, but I, 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 I understand uh, more now about, about that law than I, frankly, ever wanted to know. But when uh, the story of Ted Kennedy looking over at John Sununu after Sununu had barked at a staff member, Kennedy looked over at him and said, you don't yell at him, you yell at me. Pick on someone who can fight back, in essence. And I thought, that that's a great moment. Because we all know what a bully John Sununu is. And Jesse Helms just happened. Um, was involved in imputing the act by claiming that, uh, well, pedophiles will be covered, and they're like, no. Um, whatever it is, what is it with the, the right-wing idiots uh, who immediately suspect that if, if rights are given to a people who have been long oppressed, and I would say that the most inclusive minority in the world is the disabled community, uh, because anybody can join. It doesn't matter when. Uh, the uh, that they feel like they're being put upon. Um, I lived through 
the pre-ADA era, I've gotten told by employers that I wasn't being hired because of my disability. Uh, not that I wasn't qualified to do the work otherwise. They just didn't want to be bothered with having me in the shop. Um, people who not understood that kind of that kind of discrimination and segregation do have absolutely no clue until it happens to them or to somebody that they know and love. Uh, Tom Harkin's brother Fred is deaf. That's why he signed his speech uh, the day they voted on final passage. He signed his speech, and one of the things that he didn't translate for the hearing was that uh, today was uh, disabled emancipation. It was it was as important as the Emancipation Proclamation for the disabled community, and he was right. That's why I say when you're fighting for rights, you fight for the right as if it belongs to you now and has from the beginning of time. You do not have to kowtow to these assholes and because they feel uncomfortable with it. Rights aren't granted. They're there. Um, if it's a right, it's something that belongs to you and to everybody else. And therefore, it should be treated with some dignity and some respect. Whether that's the queer community, whether that's the disabled community, we took a lot of, in the disabled fight for civil rights, we took a lot of, of, of the experiences of the black civil rights movement, uh, the farm workers movement, the gay rights movement. We took all of that in and used all of it. And there were a lot of, of LGBTQ plus allies in that fight. If you ever see the uh, film Crip Camp, they talk about the takeover of the Health and Human Services uh, offices in San Francisco and, 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 and what, that, what that meant. That was one protest, and, and there were 10 like it in other cities where other offices were taken over. Peacefully, but they, what really bothered the able-bodied people that were trying to confront this was, well, we'll cut off the uh, phone service so you can't call out to your friends and allies. And the deaf in the group said, we got this. So they started signing out the window to people below. And that's how they got the message out. Uh, the Black Panther Party in, in California had brought food to the protesters because they, uh, are you there? Oh, yeah, we all, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. I heard a tone, and I thought something happened. I did, too. I have no idea what that was. Uh, does someone lose a tooth? Maybe it's the tooth, the fairy lady person. Well, uh, then uh, I load some back pay. If you run into her, let her know. Uh, the uh, but I, I I've been I've been struck by this. I mean, the book is like fifteen hours long, and I've been going through it for the last three days. Dave, what's the name of the book? Again? Enabling Acts. It's on Audible. I bought it with, I, I'm a subscriber to Audible, so I used one of my credits. I couldn't tell you exactly how much the book goes for. But uh, it, it's a real interesting book, and I think it gives us a clue on how we deal with some of these right-wing douchebags. By the way, I have a new reason to celebrate uh, July 4th. Because on July 4th, 2008, Senator Jesse Helms, that sign of wondrousness, died. And I say we should celebrate the fact that he's dead every 4th of July because he made America a better place that day. Anyway, I hope... Oh, by the way, Robin, you wanted some information. I've got a, a website you need to check out. Being newly diagnosed, uh, check out dlife.com. Okay, D L I F E? Yes, dlife.com. It's a, it's a diabetes website run by people in the diabetic community, including things like dietary advice, exercise, that sort of thing, stress management, which Frankly, girl, let's face it, you need it. Uh, uh, you know, I'm just saying to help you with your uh, on your journey and understand you don't have to give up everything, to, but your blood sugar is going to swing wildly while you're initially trying to get it under control. Mine used to swing yeah, I'm trying 150 not to, to people. Yeah, I'm trying not to freak out. Um, uh, when I first was when I, when I was first diagnosed, I found that my blood sugar while I was monitoring it closely was swinging between breakfast and lunch 150 points. It might be 240 in the morning. And it might be 90 in the afternoon. And that bothered me. And then it would shoot up after lunch. And and the doctor said, until it gets, uh, until you get it more regulated, it's going to swing like that. Just, you yeah, know. I'm just, I'm just hoping my next A1C, um, maybe 90 days down the road, will show some improvement. Well... Uh, they're doing it 90 days instead of every six months now. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm uh, gonna, gonna add, no, 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 no. Hold on, I'm gonna ask for it in 90 days. Oh, okay. Because normally they do that about every six months. Um, that's why I was saying. 
but yeah, if you can get it down right now, yours is probably pretty high. Um, when you want to get it down below six, or yeah. six is considered normal. Well, but five five point five, five is normal. Five point five to six is pre-diabetic. I've had I've had it as low as four. Um, but well, you have as with you, as you with so as with you know as as with previous things, I'm highly motivated, and motivated well, motivation matters. And I'm, I'm there, there, is, there, there is something that might help you there. Uh, I ran a friend of mine gave me a bottle of sparkling water called Starry. It's put out by the PepsiCo people. I got lemon lime. I don't know if it comes in any other flavors, but it's got 10 calories to it, maybe because I think it might have some fruit juice in it, but it has no added sugar. And it tastes like Seven Up. Oddly enough, I, oddly, is, oddly, oddly enough, I've moved into. Uh, I just uh, picked up picked up some Lacroix the other day. Um, it's on sale. And a few years ago, I was into sparkling water, and I'm, I really liked it. And I really like this. And looking at a can of, and uh, you know, that, I'm looking at a can of Tangerine Lacroix. Zero calories, zero okay. fat, zero sodium, total carb zero, protein zero. It's just, but it's got a lovely. It tastes, it tastes, it tastes like a tangerine smells, and I like it a lot. I'm, knock, okay. I'm knocking a bunch of it down. So, and, and, and you know that ice cold is better than warm on those. Yes. Uh, the, the colder, the colder you can get, it's better. Yes. Um, the, the problem I'm having and I'm seeing you're having is they don't give you a real lot of support when they first diagnose you. It's like, well, you got to cut this up, you got to do that, and you got to do this, and they don't, they don't like. Well, I mean, I've done it in the past. I mean, I'm, I've done it in the past. I know what I've got to do. And like I said, when I was out, okay. to, when I was out today, I looked longingly at the Mexican restaurant. Um, I looked longingly at the sushi joint, but you know. But, 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 but Rice, there are carbs. things there at the sushi but, but you need some carbs to help you. And yeah, and they're there. I the mean, body. yeah, they're there. Um, but 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 I just, uh, can't, I just can't sit down with an entire stack of Ritz and you know some well, cheese. A whole dip. sleeve of Ritz? No, no, no. I was told that for my for my evening snack before bedtime. Five fig newtons. Ah, that sounds enjoyable. And I'm just thrilled. I'm just, I'm just thrilled. I'm just thrilled with this no sugar added rice pudding I found. Five gram, five grams of carbs, no added sugar, and it's absolutely freaking delicious. And one teeny, little, one teeny, one teeny little cup is sufficient to satiate my late night urges. And put your sweet tooth to bed for a bit. Right. Okay, yeah. good. I need to. I need to prop- as long as you're not feeling like you're depriving yourself, because that leads to madness. There. Yeah, um, no, like I, I, I mean, the- I mean, I, I just know I am. You know, I talk. I talked to. I talked to my sister Terry Ellen, and she said, "Listen, welcome to welcome to my world where food is the enemy." 
Well, you've probably had the experience of going through the Kroger's or whatever and going through the pastry areas and, and, and the cookies and the cakes are going, Robin, take us home with you. You know, it's really, really uh, honest, honest to God, Dave, it's really not like that. Um, it's, oh, for me, it is, I'm just, a, I'm just, I'm oh. just, I'm just a shameless snacker. Um, my ice cream, oh, my, my fruit bars, you know, uh, my frozen fruit bars. Yeah. Uh, but, but really it's, it's, it's the, it's the pasta and the bread and, you know, I love a really, really good sub sandwich. I mean, it just, you know, it's where we are and, uh. It's it's. But you know, I, I love, nice I love nothing better. And I love nothing better than to get a nice hunk of cheese and a stack of Ritzes and a knife and go for the gusto. Hey Dave. But uh, this, yes, Scott. This D line. Scott. Oh yeah, Scott. I was going to. I was going to tell Dave about my close encounter in 1986 when I went back east to get married. Uh, I needed a haircut. Uh-huh. So I went to the place where my mom used to go in a little strip mall with a 7-Eleven and a laundromat and a couple of other places. And sitting two chairs down at the the beauty place was the wife of Jesse Helms. And all I remember about her was she was a little lady and she had blue hair. And she didn't seem at all like Jesse. She seemed like she might be a sweet human being. But then again, well, he probably needed that balance at home. We're all on our best behavior at the beauty shop. So that was my brush with. uh, Never had the pleasure of meeting him. What do you? Well, I I had a couple of friends who were a couple. And on the back of their toilet. They had a roll of toilet paper that had a paper covering that said Helms happened. And it had Jesse's smiling face on the cover. Uh, that was, uh, I, I, I could, if, they, if, they were, they were both very liberal. Uh, they were, they were a gay male couple and they were middle aged and they, they were very active in local. Affairs and I just had to, had to giggle when I went into their bathroom and saw that. But you see, Dave, I don't think with that scowling visage anywhere in the vicinity that I could go do my 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 um, perform my my civic duty. Why would function? You know, I, yeah. I don't. I just. I would. It would. The, the, the sphincter lock would would be in effect. I don't mean to be the gross at this uh, dinner hour, but well, well there you I, did it. I, <laughs> I can't imagine. You are preserving your precious bodily fluid. I cannot imagine a more unpleasant visage staring off at me, dead-eyed, than that of Jesse. No, I just can't. I don't. I shudder at the thought. Well, I'm just, you know, I I think they put it in there to keep people from staying in there a long time. Well, you, you know, because who would really want to be, be around there, you know? And, uh, but uh, I started laughing and, and they're like, Dave, are you all right? 
yeah, what's so funny? I said, the toilet paper on the back of your toilet. And they're like, oh, okay, no problem. They thought something was going on with me medically. <laughs> oh, my God. Y'all, uh, hey, hey, y'all, I'm I've got to, I've got to roll. We're fifteen, we're almost fifteen past the hour, but I, I felt, I felt bad because I made you sit on hold again, Dave. I, I don't know. Oh, well, so well, I apologize. Well, well, well. Um, but I have done well, something. Well, I have moved, you, you, I have moved the stress line phone to where it will actually sit in my field of vision because it was tucked away down, kind of underneath the iPad, and it's like. It, Oh, you, you need it within your eye line there, because... Oh, it, it, was, it was down among the equipment. Yes. Then. Well, see, that's okay. good that, that Dave was able to get in, because you know how I go on. And Robin does nothing but encourage me. And this is the trouble that I get into. Well, that's because to... you're both old radio hands, and, and if there's one thing you two know how to do is talk. Well, that's true. That's true, but I'm, All right, I'm glad but you got in. Both. Because, uh, I, I, uh, sometimes it just is too much to. But I'm well, you and I were on the. So, Robin, this is. You and I were. You and I were on the air together, Scott. And we didn't gross up the entire Horn Family Trinity congregation. Winning. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'll talk to you folks later. Okay, Robin, Christine, Robin. send your love. Give my, give our best to Christine, please, and wish her well. I will. She's in I our will. thoughts. Bye, Dave, you have a good night. Bye. Good night, good night, Robin, and good night, Warren. People, wherever you are. See you, Scott. I hope we, hey, I hope we lifted you out of your funk a little bit. I'm doing much better. All, all that needs to happen now is my slippers get here, and I can, I'll model them and I'll send pictures. Oh, do please. All right. Take right. care. See ya. Yeah. Well, got a lot of information in, had a laugh or two, lifted Scott's spirits. My work here is done. And so, sorry about yesterday, again, some more. Um, please pop by tomorrow. We'll have more madness and mayhem. Oh, dear Jesus. Uh, you know, we may get a break on, on Friday because at least they'll be flying back to the district or whatever. Uh, by the way, Lee in New York told us, uh, Can You Top This? was hosted by Wink Martindale, and the panel included Maury Amsterdam. Lee says, Yes, I'm that old. That's not old. That's just having a damn fine memory. Um, thanks, everybody. Thanks to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thank you so much. To our a la carte contributors, you all are the reason this program exists, and I hope will continue to exist. Uh, we're down to, uh, we will be at $730 tomorrow, $730 for, uh, uh, to, you know, to, to be fully funded. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose, whenever you so choose. Remember to please like and subscribe. And leave comments so Brother Deacon Asa will be happy. It may, it just, it, it puts a smile on his face. I promise you, it, it does. Thank you, uh, uh, thank you to our uh, all volunteer staff. Thank you to Roger and um, 
thank you to Roger and Sparky in the chat. I'm sorry, I'm doing three things at once. Thank you to Roger and Sparky. Uh, congrats, Brother Bishop Steve, all-around great guy from Georgia Stan. Congrats to you and your dogs. Condolences to Joy on her frogs. And uh, thanks to our uh, thanks to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Um, check something here. Know what that is? Uh, brand new. Remember, brand new Fresh Malloy on the way. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. Best place to listen to the first round of Malloy is Head On Live, because you know no commercials, just like this program. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. 20 plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, and a proud union shop. Make sure you get your booster, get your flu shot, wipe down your surfaces, help stop the spread of RSV among our little ones. Pretty please. Wear your mask. Stay safe. Let's keep this community together, healthy and happy. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer. Maintain your social distance. 15 to 20 feet, like Paul from Parts Unknown says. And for pity's sakes, if some blithering maggot comes to, down, uh, comes towards you, uh, they're trying to, they're trying to, uh, the deep states are trying to wipe out the American cowboy. Well, avoid that zinky maggot, maggot like the plague, because he is. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Later.